0: Turn your, your radios off. Turn it up. up. It's, it's about to be lit.
1: It's going down. It's crazy.
0: It's than high school holla. Holding your airwaves hoster.
1: Holla Chicago.
2: Steven Spoon Ramsey welcoming everyone from across Chicago and all surrounding areas to the best show in Chicago for high school sports. The H2S2 High School Holla Sports Show. It's a final week of our 2018 Summer High School Football Preview Series. We have traveled throughout the city of Chicago all summer long, talking with some area high school football head coaches about their team's preparation and their expectations headed into the kickoff of the 2018 football season. Next week, get ready! Get ready, get ready. Next week, these Chicago
3: area public league football teams will be making a run at winning
2: either a state, city, or prep bowl championship. Last week's show, we revisited all the shining stars we had the pleasure to meet and interview this summer. On today's show, we talk to the coaches on this
3: summer edition of the Coaches Shatter featuring the head coaches from
2: our 2018 Summer Preview Series. Today you'll hear from some coaches from various conferences such as the Chicago Public League,
3: Illinois Big Shoulders Conference featuring the Lakeview Wildcats playing with a new
2: pride and the Sullivan Tigers looking to continue to be dominant. The Illinois Great Lakes Conference featuring the Admison Vikings who's hungry for a ticket into the postseason. The Heartland Conference featuring the North Lawndale Phoenix with fire in their eyes to bring home a prize for the West Side. The Land of Lincoln Conference, the toughest conference, they say, in the Chicago Public League, featuring the Al Raby Raiders, whose success from last year has proven to be life-saving for many of the young men on the west side of Chicago. The Prairie State Conference, featuring the -the back-of-the-yard Bobcats, who are lit for another shot at the postseason and the Walter Payton Grizzlies who made winning a family affair. The Red Bird Conference features the Taft Eagles whose transformation into the War Eagles make their team Taft tough come game day. The Windy City Conference features the Ag Science Cyclones whose exciting style of play will definitely take you by storm this season and the intra-City 3 Conference featuring the Hansberry Bengals getting poised to make some noise in 2018. It's an extended show for you today, over two hours of coaches' interviews, so let's meet our special guest coaches on this summer edition of the Coaches Chatter High School Football Preview.
0: High School Holler, let's go, go.
4: I'm Coach Sean Spinnon, coach of the Chicago High School, edge coach of Science Cyclones, and we support the H2S2, the only sports
5: talk show for high school sports. This is Coach Olsen representing
6: Amundsen Vikings. This is D'Angelo DeReef representing the High School, home of the fabulous Al Raiders. one team, one family.
7: This is Coach Murphy representing Back of the Yards College Prep, home of the Bobcats.
8: This is Coach Brandon Hughes representing Hansburg College Prep Bengals. This is Coach Brad Hittrick representing Lakeview Wildcat Football. Hi, this is Coach Zoe with the North Lawndale College Prep Phoenix.
9: I'm Coach Calvin Clark, Coach of Southern Tigers, and we support the H2S2, the only sports talk show for the high school sports, and we love them here at Southern.
10: This is Coach T representing the Taft Eagles school holler.
2: Those were the coaches who in just a moment will offer us a bit of insight on their team heading into the 2018 high school football season. We invite everyone to follow and holler at
3: us on social media. We are on Facebook and Twitter. You can find us at Urban Fieldhouse. If you're on Facebook, show us some love
2: by liking and inviting others to to the high school holler sports show page we appreciate the love from you it's another good way to keep up on chicago high school sports after the break it's our
3: 2018 high school football summer edition of the coaches chatter with some of the coaches from the chicago public league next on the high school holler sports show
6: I am Coach E, coach of the Al Raby Raiders, and we support the H2S2, the only sports talk show doing it all around Chicago and in Illinois.
7: Are you looking for ways to reach new audiences and increase your clientele? Then let Urban Fieldhouse Media help you. local and national to grow by reaching diverse audiences through our creative programming. So join us today and let's grow together. Praise the Lord. Need life? Get Life and Life Church on every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. or weekly Bible study on Wednesday at 7 p.m. at the Homewood Suite located at one 1- 245 South LaGrange, Portland Park, Illinois. Come and enjoy our life worship experience where you will be blessed by our anointed worship team and receive an inspiring message from Senior Pastor Ivy B. Green. Every Sunday we have a special reception for our guests because once you visit Life you are no longer a guest but a friend for Life. Our mission is to change the world one life at a time by living in faith every day. We look forward to worshiping with you in Life Church. Homewood sweet Portland Park,
8: Illinois. Hi, this is Coach Brad Hittrick with the Lakeview Wildcats, and you're tuned into the High School Hollow Sports Show. Welcome back to the H2S2
2: show, our special coaches edition of the 2018 high school football summer preview being sponsored by david solomon's god city tees a christian inspired movement along with christian apparel and merchandise that contains a spiritual message which places god uniquely in the name of the city of chicago you can go check them out and purchase these unique christian items on their facebook page search for the name david solomon one of our sponsors of our h2s2 high school football summer series It's our final week of the summer high school football series. Next week kicks off the 2018 high school football season. We have traveled across the city of Chicago this summer and visited with some old friends of the show and made some new ones. This week, we take you inside 10 Chicago Public League High School football programs represented by head coach holds the heart, respect, and future of hundreds of student athletes throughout the city of Chicago. We start with two neighboring schools who will meet late in the season. Coach Brad Hittrick of Lakeview looks to have his Wildcats playing with pride while Calvin Clark of Sullivan is preparing his Tigers to dominate in the Illini Big Shoulder Conference. Take a listen.
0: Exclusive new high school holla here.
2: Stephen Spoon Ramsey with another H2S2 Football Preview. We are here at Lakeview High School, home of the Wildcats, with their head football coach,
8: Brad Hittrick.
2: Welcome to the H2S2 show and our football preview.
8: Thank you. I appreciate you uh, covering us this year. I really appreciate
2: it. Now It's a great opportunity to let our listeners know about a new era that's taking place here at Lakeview. So start by telling us, this is your first year. How does it feel?
8: Well, it feels uh, it's a wonderful opportunity. I'm honored to be- be uh, the football coach here. There's a lot of tradition here, and I just want to be able to continue that tradition, uh, have the culture of the team to really respond to the community and what the community is all about. We're really uh, trying to reflect our community and represent our community in the best way possible. We're going to play hard, we're going to work hard, and I'm just excited to, for the opportunity. For those listeners who may
2: not know, share a bit of your football philosophy, your coaching philosophy with Sure.
8: I've been playing all my life, coached and, and played uh, throughout the years, and really I've uh, patterned my self over the guys that I've always admired or worked for or played with and it really is about accountability everybody's got to be accountable you got to be accountable in life whether you're playing sports or not and we want to have that accountability in our program so we're going to be active in our community we're going to work with our community we're going to be reflecting what our community stands for so we're about hard work we're about discipline and we're about accountability and from day one I preach that to every person player in the school and they're going to know moving forward that uh, that's what this whole program is going to be about.
2: Every good coach has a great staff. Tell us about this coaching staff you assembled.
8: Yeah, I, I've been very lucky. Uh, I've been able to put together uh, some great, great young men. Most of my staff is pretty young. Uh, I'm the old geezer on the staff, uh, so I've got a lot of guys. Almost all my guys have played either Division I or Division Two football. They uh, have coached in the past, so I've got my quarterback's coach played football at Whitney Young and, and then has gone on to play semi-pro football while he's attending college. My other staff has all played in Division 1 or 2 football, and they've coached at other places. So we've got a lot of experience. We've got a lot of talent on our coaching staff. And we've got more coaches here than we've ever had, so we got seven coaches full-time that are going to work with these kids and, and help them become better men. Coach, this
2: is your first year with the Wildcat. Tell us about the first meeting with your team.
8: Well, you know, I called a meeting uh, right after I started, and we had about 48 guys show up, which I thought was pretty impressive. I was told there's about, when I when I interviewed about 36 kids in the program, and to get 48 of those young men and women we had a girl show up which was pretty awesome so we had those those uh, young folks in that room and it was great to meet them they had a lot of questions they're they're hungry they're starving for a winning program and i hope that we can build one here
2: now the wildcats have increasingly made some progress over the recent years with a few more wins in the win column tell us how you feel that this type of progress gives your team some confidence
8: yeah we we graduated a lot of seniors last year so we're going to be a young team this year but the, the seniors that that are coming back or will be here this year, they're our foundation of spreading the message and carrying the message, and I think that they've seen some success, and so they can help the younger guys with learning uh, about how to play football and how to uh, build on that prior success, and so I'm really counting on those handful of seniors to lead the charge for this next year to help shepherd our program into the future. This being the first year with your new team, what have you noticed
2: from the meeting with the players and everything that will be a key component for you?
8: Yeah, I think we got a core group of of young men that uh, show up every day. We started, for the first time in the program's history, weightlifting in the morning. My first day we had that, I was a little nervous we wouldn't get anybody in the weight room at 630. We had 30 kids the first day. We've had uh, about 25 to 30 kids every single day since then. So I was really excited about that, to have all those young guys embrace that change. I think that is our building block, our foundation, and we're just going to build off that.
2: Coach, I want to ask you, how would you evaluate this team? during the days that you have with them in the offseason?
8: So our offseason I've been evaluating them for the last couple months They know that my expectations are really high. From day one, as Ian was saying, I raised expectations here I've never had a losing season. I've never been a part of a losing season. I don't plan to be part of a losing season. So those expectations are really high and so far a lot of them are meeting it. And so I think that, you know, moving forward we're just going to, everybody's starting from the same place. Uh, Some kids are starting ahead of the others because they've been dedicated to the program from day one. And so that's how we're going to evaluate. I've always told them. I say it almost every week, I say availability is the number one ability that I look for. And if you're on the field, if you're in the classroom doing the right things, then you're going to get an opportunity to play in this program.
2: For those of us who are anticipating what Wildcat football will look like, give us the mentality on both sides of the ball, offense and defense.
8: Yeah, so we're going to be a tough team. So we are, are going to spread the field and we're going to spread it to run it. We're going to be a physical team when we run the ball. Uh, we're going to score a lot of points. We're going to put the ball up when we need to. Typically, the teams that I take over double their scoring output from the year before. So I anticipate us averaging 40 points a game area. What that comes down to is we got to have kids that are tough. We got to have kids that are physical. You know, we're going to score a lot of points, and a lot of those points can come in the second half when our opponents getting tired and and we're ready, we're fresh.
2: Now, what are you looking for from those returning players on the rosters, as you mentioned, from Ian?
8: Well, I really, what I want them to do is embrace the change because they've had three years of a different coach. This is their last year. This is the last. That some of these kids will be playing football, I want them to really embrace the change and jump in 100%. They buy in 100%. If our team buys in 100%, we're going to go places and we're going to score a lot of points. That's what I really need. I need somebody. I need young men who are all in. And if they're committed, we're going to make a lot of history here. This program's never won a playoff game. That's going to change very, very soon. And I, and I hope it'll change this year. I like our conference. I like who we're playing. I think that we have a real good opportunity to make the playoffs this year.
2: Last year, the Wildcats competed in Chicago publicly. Big Show, this conference. What's your feelings about this year's realignment and how it'll affect the Wildcats?
8: I think it'll affect it favorably. You know, I think that we're, we're coming into a conference where we're playing schools of the same size and the same talent level, I think, and I think we got an opportunity to really do well in our conference. We have some teams that we played last year, some teams that we haven't played last year, so it'll be a bunch of new teams as, uh, as well. After seeing the film on our opponents and just seeing my own guys, I think we're going to be okay. I think we'll have a good opportunity to be competitive in every football game, for sure. Talk to us about the level of competition
2: you'll face this year, starting with some of your non conference games. Yeah,
8: so we got two non conferences. So when I came here, they already signed a contract with Steinmetz. So Steinmetz was opponent that we played over the years in, in our conference. So when we realigned, we lost them as a conference opponent. So we, we scheduled them for week one. They're a conference above us, so they're supposed to be better than us. But I think, you know, we'll have a good opportunity to stay with them and, and give them a good game. And then we go to Westmont, and we only have two non conference. I try to schedule a suburban team every year. And so so we played Westmont the last few years. We're going out to their place, and that should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. When we talk about it, is there a game on your schedule, maybe preseason or maybe after, that will typically give you
2: a understanding of where your squad is?
8: Yeah, I really think it's the Steinmetz game. It's our first game. I mean, you know, it's going to really show me where, how far we've gotten or how far we haven't gotten. Steinmetz is an opponent we've played in the past. We know them well. We know their, their team well. You know, it's going to be the first game, and, and we're going to find out right away how good we are or how much work we need to do and so I'm really looking forward to that game
2: Is there another game on the schedule that the Wildcat fans and that our listeners should really be circling on their calendar?
8: Yeah, uh, we have a conference game against Sullivan which is a nearby school they're going to be you know, when you ask about rivals because of conference realignment we lost a few of those but we picked up Sullivan Sullivan is not that far away we have kids who've gone to Sullivan they have probably kids that have gone to Lakeview you know, this is a regional battle that's going to be fought somewhere here on the north side of the city, and that's one where you know everybody knows each other. There's no secrets. We're all neighbors here, and it's a neighborhood rivalry that that we're gonna be really looking forward to.
2: I want to just say Sullivan is actually one of the schools on our preview show, so it's gonna be great. We'll definitely circle that one on our calendar to be there for that one. Many say that the game of football is broken down into three components: you got your offense, your defense, and your special teams. Which of these, from your coaching philosophy, do you? you really feel confident about coming into this first year?
8: As, as crazy as may sound, it's actually the defense, because typically what I find, or at least early in the year, is defense is a little ahead of the offense. Our offense isn't overly complicated, but there are some moving parts to it. It's going to take some time for these young men to really understand it and be ready for it, but that's where we need that defense to step up, and I've got some really good defensive coaches who've played Division One ball and who can teach defense. Probably going to have to rely on them a little bit early to keep the opponent's score down so we can score our points. So, yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be the defense. And defense wins championships, so they say. That's what that's what they say. The offense will be carrying the ball later on in the season, I hope. But, uh, yeah, because I'm an offensive coach. But, yes, you're right. Defense does win games.
2: Teams have a variety of goals for themselves in the season. What are a few goals that you have planned set for you and the Lakeview Wildcats this season?
8: So so our number one goal is to get kids into college. When we had our, our first discussion, always will be our number one goal. And second is to win our conference. The third goal is to go to the state playoffs and win a football Ball game, And our fourth goal is to win state. And so that's our goals every year. That's what we're shooting for this year. We're not set that last one off in the distance. That's where we're going to shoot for every year. Number one is always going to be get these kids into college. Every preview, we like to ask various coaches about their feeling about the Chicago
2: Prep Bowl football game. What's your feeling about that game? Yeah,
8: you know, I have mixed feelings about the Prep Bowl. You know, I know it's tradition. I think it has some good things about it and some bad things about it. I think that ultimately I want to win the state championship. The city championship is fine. And that's a nice Goal, but for us, it's always going to be the state championship. In my opinion, if you really want this game to be valuable, you got to play it at Soldier Field, just like it used to be. You have to play it there. You have to pub it. You have to get a lot of publicity. It can't be just a Saturday or the Friday before Thanksgiving that nobody knows about and at Gately. I mean, you got to have it. It's got to be a featured game. If it's not a featured game, then why are we playing it? It used to be played there. You know, it used to be the best of, of the city against the best of the Catholic League, and we're going to schedule Catholic League teams moving forward. So I think it can be an opportunity to promote football within the city. You just, it just has been promoted right.
2: With a new season comes new mottos, new slogans that team will aim for in a season. Do the Lakeview Wildcats have anything in
8: store for this season? Yeah, we have a culture and a motto that we use every year, and that's win the day. I mean, young men have to win each day. They make a decision in the morning to get up to go weightlifting. That's a decision. That's a winning decision if they get here. It's, a, it's not if they if they don't get here. They miss class. That's a winning decision or not a winning decision. So there's decisions every day. You win the day. And that's our, our program motto we're going to have a model for the upcoming season and that'll change every season but our overall culture and the program is win the day because that's the most important you got to win each day and make good decisions that's what we're trying to be all about
2: what would you like to tell the Lakeview fans that support your football team about this upcoming season
8: I, I tell you it, you know it's gonna be a lot of fun we're gonna score a lot of points we're going to be a dynamic football team we're gonna be a fun team to watch we're going to be high paced fast it's not going to be you know three yards in a cloud of dust it's going to be a high- paced football team game. You're going to have a lot of fun. And if you're a parent, invite your friends out because you're going to see your young men and women on the field a lot. We're going to play a lot of kids. We're going to have a lot of participation. Our kids are going to get on the field and get some playing. And it's fun to show off your kid when he's on the field and doing good things. And that's what we're planning to do here.
2: I want you to fill in
8: the blank of this sentence. Lakeview Wildcat football is pride. We have a Wildcat Club, and the only way you get into the Wildcat Club is you earn it, and you have to earn your way in by participation, and on the front of that shirt is pride. And so we want pride in the program, we want pride in ourselves, we want pride in our community, and that's really what we're all about. Coach, we
2: wish you and the 2018 Lakeview Wildcats football team best of luck this season. Thank you for joining us on the High School Hall of Sports Show.
8: Well, thank you for your time. We're really excited about the opportunity and I love. I can't wait to hear this show and, and spread it around the community so they can enjoy. enjoy. Enjoy your program as well. Thank you. Thank you, Coach.
0: Exclusive... New
8: high school holler.
2: We are here at Sullivan High School, home of the Tigers, with their head football coach, Calvin Clark. Welcome to the H2S2 show and our 2018 football preview, Coach Clark. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you. Glad to have you here. I about telling us, how long have been at the helm here at Sullivan?
9: Well, I've been here now going on my fourth year at Sullivan. What do you accredit the long-term success you've had as a head coach? Well, it's, it's the young man that I've been coaching for all these years. Just believing in the system and believing in us as coaches and comp- themselves. This
2: Tiger team finished 6-1 last year, and they had a record of 8-2 overall in the Chicago Public League second city conference, finishing number two in the conference. Tell us about last year's Sullivan Tigers team and what you had behind that strong season.
9: I mean, like I said before, just the guys buying in, believing in what we are teaching here at Sullivan since we got here. I mean, like the year before that, we was 9-0, and I mean, we just, every year I tell them we want to progress. We don't want to take a step back, so we just want to progress. And last year the guys will just believe it in the system. Like I tell them, we throw out plays, and it's up to you guys to execute the play. And we just teach discipline football around here. And talk about the football philosophy here at Sullivan High School. <laughs> oh, the philosophy, y'all. All day long, first of all, the fundamentals of blocking and tackling. You can't do nothing without blocking and tackling. And it's just be a discipline. I mean, we, we try to simulate the best we can when it comes to practices. Things are going to be thrown in front of you when it comes to game time. But in practice, we try our best to simulate the game
2: as much as we can here. We just teach discipline, discipline all day long when it comes to football. Evaluate last year's roster coming into this new season and some of the veterans that's returning for
9: the Tigers. Almost oh, definitely, I mean, one great thing about us, we had a lot of incoming freshmen and sophomores from um, last year. We only lost three seniors. Upcoming, we just got a, a lot of great guys coming in, but um, most definitely, our lead offensive player, Jovan Roberts, he's coming back. He's a top-of-the-line corner and also he's a top-of-the-line receiver for us. And He'll be back this year with um, our running back, Marcus Grandison. He's an upcoming junior and. Our freshman class from last year is Dynamite, our quarterback. He was a freshman last year, led us to our first state game, and he's coming back this year working hard in the offseason. All around, we just got a great team coming back. Coach Clark, following a great team, you got to have a core of great coaches. Talk about these men that help you put these young men focused. Oh man, our coaches here, man. One thing I love about them before anything about coaching, we like great role models here. All of our coaches here are great mentors and great men before anything, especially when it comes, you know, dealing in the urban setting. We have a lot of kids without dads and I mean we try our best to teach them the morals and the values of things that you don't have to pay for to try to instill in them and just try to teach them about things that's gonna help them become greater men in the future. And I mean I
2: believe that's what our coaching staff does a great job at. Now what's the process coach that you'll be using to evaluate the players during the time you can be with them in this offseason? Just when it comes
9: to agility drills, fundamentals of the game, just putting them in high key pressure points to try to see how far they mental stake is. Like I always tell them I don't need you week one of August. I need you right now. You know, I need you in this heat. I need you in this sun. I need to see what you made of right now when it comes to these hot days of summer, 100-degree weather, these days that you don't feel like being out here grinding. Because everybody can look good when it comes to putting on a uniform. But who want to look good when it comes to
2: blood, sweat, and tears during the summertime? Last year, you competed in the Chicago Public League Second City Conference. The year before that, you were in the Inner City One Conference. What's your feeling on another realignment in the Chicago Public League? between the conference. I mean, the first thing
9: I'm up for the task, man. I, I love what Chicago public schools have done, Jayton and the, the rest of the guys, board that we have, because it's another challenge, another task. I mean, when you when you speak of intra City, we was basically going against the teams around here, the Sands, the Almascens, the vaughn students. I mean, that was most predominantly the North Side. Last year we went against West Side teams, the Oars, Urban Prep Prosser, and teams like that on the West Side and Urban Prep West. And now this upcoming year we're going against South Side teams, which I originally come from, because. I'm, I'm from the um, south side, so I'm, I'm up for the challenge, man. I know the boys is up for the challenge. I mean, it don't matter if you east, west, north, or south. Football is football. It's a lovable game. You got to enjoy and play hard. From a head coach
2: standpoint, do you make any type of adjustments depending on the conference you're in? No, sir. Football is football. It's all about the best team we execute at the end of the day. Now talk to us about the level of competition you'll be facing this year. Start with some of the non-conference teams that you'll be taking on. I mean, I respect every opponent. For our week one
9: opponent is Foreman. We played Foreman when I first got here to Sullivan. they beat us, upcoming team, and that's why I am you know, I had to come and get them, and I told Coach, I mean, we owe y'all one, so, I mean, <laughs> we gotta get them back, and uh, that's our week one opponent, and our week two opponent, and, you know, I don't run from nobody, and last year, we lost in the state game to Ridgewood. They beat us up pretty good, our first time making the state in 23 years. I called Coach two days after the game, and I told him, like, Coach, man, if you gotta w- open week two, We'd we'll love to have you. I mean, you can host the game. We'll be there. <laughs> so we got Ridgewood week two. We don't run from nothing. And
2: talk about the competition within the public league that you'll be facing.
9: I think it's a great challenge. I respect every coach. I respect every team. I don't look down to no opponent. And, I mean, we're going to take it week by week. I got to worry about week one before I get week, all the way to week nine. But teams that's in that conference, I respect everybody highly. But, like I said, the best team that execute well that day will win at the
2: end of the day. Are there any teams on your schedule this year that you can see and will say, that's what I'm going to use to measure where my team is?
9: All of them. I mean, I, <laughs> it don't matter which one. I, I don't look down to nobody, man. I is going to be a challenge for us week one. And then, I mean, Ridgewood, then Urban Prep, Englewood. It's, it's all a challenge. I don't look down to no opponent.
2: Okay, well, we know the game of football broke down into three components. You got offense, you got defense, and you got special teams. What component will you be most confident? I mean, I believe in all three phases of the game.
9: Offense, special teams, and defense. If it's one thing I'm, I'm excited about this year, our defense has been one of the great typical points since we got here at Sullivan because we built off of that with our great defensive coordinator, Coach Jenkins. And one thing that I'm looking forward to is our offense this year because we're opening up this year. Last year, after our oil loss, we um opened it up and ran a lot of spread and no huddle. And I mean, all season of implementing new things with our quarterback and our running back and our receivers is just letting them get in open space and do what they do, being great athletes. I'm looking forward to our offense taking it to greater heights this year. Speaking of offense and defense, what's the Sullivan Tiger mentality on both sides of the ball? Oh man, we go out there, man. We go out there on defense. We don't wait on nobody, man. We dictate the pace, man. On offense, we go out there, man. We, on, we ain't waiting on nobody. One thing I like about our team, me as a coach, man, I love aggressive approach. Like I said, man, I mean, I love to scout. I love to critique film of other opponents, but I believe if we do what we do best, it's going to be hard to beat us regardless.
2: Now, many teams set a variety of goals when they enter into a new season. It could be statistical, postseason. What are the goals set for you and the Sullivan Tigers this season? Oh, man,
9: it starts right now. Practicing well. The way we practice, the way we play. And I always tell our team that. I don't look at week one right now. I'm working on two Today, tomorrow, next week, we got a new slogan. Our slogan for this year is W-I-N, what's important now. To win, we got to do what's important now. We focusing on right that right now. What's important now?
2: Coach, I thought you, you might have been looking at my paper, man, because I was just about to ask you the motto or slogan of the Tigers. What's important now? Is that something that the coaching staff came at, the team, or did you guys do it collectively? I always look for a slogan every year. I mean, last year, our slogan was discipline. This year, I, mean,
9: I went to a clinic, and I was just listening to a great coach, and he was just speaking about not stressing yourself out as a coach. Not, not wearing the belt about what's going to happen next year or where, what's going to happen in three weeks from now. He said, if Coach, in order to stop stressing yourself out put your team in the best position as possible, you got to worry about what's important now. What can you work on right now to make sure you have that team ready for whenever your first game is or whenever the next task or the next situation
2: approaches. Coach, we've been talking to a variety of different coaches. We've been asking about the Chicago Prepo. What's your feeling about the Chicago Football prepo Bowl game?
9: Ah, Chicago Prep bowl. It's a great thing, man. I, you have top-level teams from the Chicago Public League, going against the Catholic League. I just wish we can just switch up some things because it always seems like the, the top schools that has the bigger number of, you know, students get to go and showcase their skills. I just wish they can open it up more because at the end of the day, Sullivan, even though we have some great athletes here, but it's always the bigger schools that get to go like the Simeons, Morgan Parks, the Hovers, the schools that's in AA 8A or 7A. But what about the schools? I mean, everybody's not going to be a Phillips, you know. Great thing they coach over there. I come from Phillips, too. Great thing they do going over there. But, you know, I wish the small schools could showcase what's going on. Let us go against a 4A campus school, you know, just open it up a little bit more. And it also gives your players the confidence and the exposure needed because the talent is all around the city. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. It's just, you know, everybody has a, a numbers problem. At the end of the day, that's what we as coaches for. We got to fight through it. Just keep on going. Is
2: there any other thing that you would like the city of Chicago and CPS Football to work on as it concerns the prep bowl? When it comes to the prep bowl, I just which they can
9: just enhance it, open it up. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, you can have a uh, three-game classic of one-two-three one two, 3 class going against another Catholic one two, 3 class or a 3-2-6 going against a 3-2-6 and a 7-8 and eight class going against each other. Give everybody a taste. And, and that's what I'm saying, or just have a round-robin of what class get chose. I mean, because you got a lot of great Catholic teams that don't get chose. A lot of great Chicago Public League teams that don't get chose because, you know, I, I hate to say it, but you're going against like online team, I got, like, about 40, and you going against an army of 60 or 70. That's 7 to 8, eight. I mean, you do the
2: numbers with them. <laughs> Coach Clark, what would you like to tell the Sullivan fans that supported this Tiger football team and our listeners on what to expect in 2018? Oh, just get ready,
9: man. Get get ready for another great season. One thing about us, man, we just take it to another level, man. Every year we've been here, you know, it's just the work of the boys. Once again, I, the work of our administration, Principal Adams, who've been here for going on, like, five years now. Just get ready for excitement, man excitement football, that's what we bringing defense, offense, special teams, we gonna work this summer, it starts now, don't get ready for week one, get ready for now that's what's important now, W-I-N what's important now,
2: and that's what we focusing on What type of mission statement that Sullivan Tiger Football not only does for the student and these young men that you coach, but for, for the
9: community as well I mean, before we do anything, man, the mission statement here at Sullivan, for these guys to become productive citizens in today's society, that does not come by all the money you have that does not come by all the materialistic things you have. Productivity, becoming the best citizen, but doing productive work. That means and being the best father you can be, you be the best father you can be. If that becomes, and you end up being a great husband, you be a great husband. That becomes in being the best brother, whatever. Just being the best citizen, just make sure your work stands for itself, and that's what we be trying to, the tools here, we trying to teach us other. And a lot of people don't know, but sports add that to young men. I mean, man, we talking about the greatest game, man. I don't know about everybody else. They say <laughs> soccer is, but... Man, I got to say, man, football have taught me everything, man. I mean, it's a lot of things I have went through in life, but football teaches about everything, about getting up, man. I mean, I got three beautiful daughters, and I got to grind every day for them, man.
2: Football have taught me everything, man. That's why I love this sport. Coach Clark, I want you to fill in the blank of this sentence. Sullivan Tiger football, in one word, is dominant. Because
9: we believe in what our philosophy, like you said, being aggressive. We believe in what we do. I push these boys beyond the limits every time when it comes to workouts. I tell them, look. Go down, go beyond the limits Go beyond whatever you think We just build up a mentality You gotta have a mentality to withstand this game You can't be weakly minded with this sport Well, whoever your opponent is We'll, we'll see that and, and prey on you all day Believe it or not, that's what we deal with first, man We deal with that mental state
2: first Coach Calvin Clark, we definitely want to say Best of luck to you and the Sullivan Tigers in this 2018 season Much success to you And thank you for joining us on the High School All
9: Sports Show Man, thank you for coming out here, man Thank you for all the work you do, man Thank you for everything, man. We need more things like this for CPS, man, because it's a lot of great things happening, not just on the south side, not just on the east side, not just on the north side, not just on the west side, but it's, it's all over the city, man. A lot of great coaches and a lot of great coaches just giving their time, commitment and everything, man. That's why I appreciate all of them. And I mean, we just going to keep on grinding with CPS Sports.
2: We appreciate what you do as well. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. High School Holler. We now roll to another area of the city's north side where two schools are looking to make some noise in their conferences. Coach Nick Olson and his Adminson Vikings, after being left out of the postseason party last year, has made 2018 win the Illini Heartland Conference, then state or bust. While Taft's coach, John Tarojas, and his Eagles will be looking to carry a caveman's mentality to club their way through the Illini Redbird Conference all the way to the state playoffs.
0: Exclusive new high school holla. Here it comes.
2: We'd like to welcome back a great friend of the H2S2 show and one of our very first high school football previews from last year, coach of the Alamson Vikings, Nick Olson. Welcome back, coach, for another season.
5: Thank you, guys. Thanks for coming back and putting us on your show.
2: Coach Olsen, this Vikings team finished undefeated last year in the Chicago Public League Intra City One Conference. They also had a great overall record. Let's start by reminding our
5: listeners who may not have known from last year year how long you've been the head coach of the Vikings so right now i am going into my fourth year as a head coach my this is my fifth year with the team the first year i was just strictly a defensive coordinator we're going into the fourth year as the head coach of the program what do you attribute to the huge success of last year's team i think it all starts with the administration making sure that they support me and have full confidence in me i can feel that and that kind of spreads down to my assistant coaches so i really believe the dedication that they have to our kids trickles all the way down and then you got to have that work ethic from the kids it's, they got to believe in what you're coaching, and the kids I have here definitely have that work ethic, so I would have to attest our success to the work ethic here at Amundsen. Talked
2: about the assistant coaching. Let's talk about that coaching staff that helps you get this Viking team ready.
5: I'm going to go ahead and say I think one of the, the biggest keys to our success has been the heart of this team would be uh, Coach Nicholas White. He's a great defensive-minded coach. He knows how to get the guys fired up. He also knows when to push and when not to push them, and he understands what's going on in you know, their everyday life and the battles that these kids have to face, so the Way he interacts with them, I think you can see that play over on the field. Kids want to play hard for him. They, they want to do the job and they want to do it correctly. So I think, you know, Nicholas Guy White going down my coaching staff, we also can attribute that to coach John Eric Zayas. I think he's a true leader in every definition of the word. Then we brought in a new coach this year, Mr. Fred Cornley former Cincinnati Bearcat, played some college football up there. He can pretty much coach anything, but I brought him in to work with my receivers, DBs, and he's a quarterback guru. So I'm really excited to see what he brings to the table. And the last coach that we've added as a volunteer coach this year is Miss Lolly Soto. She's actually a security guard inside the building, and we call her the enforcer.
2: (laughs) All right. I love it. I love it. Diversity on this Vikings coaching staff. Coach, I love to hear that. I love it. Take a moment to talk about last year's success and how the turnaround put football confidence and culture here at Almas.
5: I think we can attest that to just believing. I think we all knew we were going to be successful this year. I believe that going into the season, we all had a clean-cut vision of what we expected to get out of the season, but like I tell the kids, a a vision without work is just a dream. you got to put that plan into action, and I believe they, they answered the call this year, and the proof was in the pudding. You work hard, and this is what you get out of it. They know what it's like to lose, and they're sick of it. They don't like that taste. They got that taste of winning, and the momentum just carries on and on and on.
2: The success of last year brings upon high expectation entering the 2018 season. How does the roster potentially look for the Vikings this
5: year? This is a brand new team from top to bottom. It is going to be a brand new defense. This is the first year I'm not going to have a starting quarterback Devin Willis as well as starting wide receiver Jonathan Sanders. So this team, it's going to fall on our sophomores going into their junior year, so we have a pretty big junior class. It's going to be up to them. I have two seniors on this team. Charlie Holmes played some defensive end for us, and then David Garcia, which that kid can pretty much play anywhere. Um, he is a coach's player in every sense of the word. Whatever I ask him to play, he's going to get the job done, whether that's at fullback, D-tackle, linebacker, or guard. He he just wants some contact. <laughs> He's just
2: an all-around football athlete. How will you and your coaching staff evaluate this year's Vikings team during the time you're allowed to spend with them in the offseason?
5: Uh, we purposely program things in the practice that might be a little bit more strenuous due to the heat, the weather conditions, tough mental tasks. We want to see what their character's like. If you have great character, we'll, we'll teach you how to play football. We want to see if you're a good human being first. So we test them mentally and see how they respond. I always say don't judge somebody when everything in their life's going great. Judge them when they hit adversity. So we want to put them through some adversity this year and see how they respond. That'll really show me what kind of team I have.
2: Talked last year about which of these three components that you was most confident about last year. The offense, the defense, the special team you mentioned. You guys will be a brand new team from top to bottom. Which of those components
5: do you visualize being more confident about in this 2018? I am super, super happy with my running back positions. I have about seven or eight kids that I, I think at any point can bust the game wide open. I think that that's going to be attributed to our offensive line. We had a pretty good offensive line last year, but we got about 15 linemen this year, uh, and about eight of them are brand new faces. They didn't play their freshman year, a little maybe a little intimidated, but once they saw how much fun we were having and how great this could be, everybody wants a piece of it now. We gave away 57 pieces of equipment at Equipment Handouts, so I'm very excited to see what that group does on the offensive side of the ball. That's
2: a lot of equipment out there, Coach. So when we talk about what winning did last year, you said it brought more kids out, more people want some of this. How has that coach? Culture of winning
5: done for your veterans who are returning this year. Um, as far as the culture of winning, nobody wants to be a part of a team that's losing, right? Losing's never fun. So everybody wants to be a part of the winner, and I think the guys who have been with me from the beginning, you know, laying that foundation, it really speaks volume, you know, to their character and what they bring to the team. They believed in it when nobody else would. As far as when we get into uh the veterans, I don't think a single player returning this year is happy. We, we could care less about last year. They all have a chip on their shoulder because they felt we had the team to go deep in the playoffs last year, and they only Almost feel robbed, so they all have a chip on their shoulder. They they could care less about a conference championship. It's state playoffs or bust this year.
2: Coach Olson, for our listeners who may not know about the fight for Foster, give us a little
5: background story behind that. This was an awesome game between two great neighboring schools. So uh, there's a there's a lot of chatter between these two schools. We're so close together. Kids grew up together. You know, constantly these kids are seeing on Facebook. You know, you're in a lower conference. You're this. You're that. And I think that adds fuel. And I got wind of that. John Stupen had a game with, um, I think it was Roosevelt, and they had a cup game that they played every year, and it was like a tradition. I said, well, if we're neighboring schools, we're going to be rivals, like, we're in the same conference, wouldn't it make more sense for us to make ourselves a bowl game? And we're like, we're both right off Foster, they practice right off Foster, our school's right off of that street, so why not go ahead and get that thing rolling? So I actually spoke with my assistant coach, John Eric Zayas, he's like, fight for Foster, that's perfect. I call up Rude, he said, let's do it, we ended up going and getting that trophy, and the rest is history. Now, last year you competed in the Chicago Public League Intra city One Conference. What's your feelings on this year's realignment throughout the Public League, and will it have any effect on how you coach this team this year? Not at all. We don't control who we, you know, who we play. You're going to put them in front of us. We're going to knock them down. It doesn't matter what they're doing. It matters about us, and we're confident in what we do here, so whoever we got on the schedule is going to get it. Besides the fight for Foster, what other
2: big battles or games that Vikings fans and our listeners should be interested in
5: coming out to see the Vikings in action this season. I would say our homecoming game against uh, Urban Prep we have a uh, worker inside the building who works with our program called College Possible Mr. Bateman and he's actually an assistant coach so there's some uh, friendly trash talking you know back and forth between him and I. He He's right here outside the library right outside our weight room so he's in there and he's seeing that we have 35 guys in the weight room pumping iron and he used to talk a lot more you know during the off season as far as like the winter but as we're getting closer, and after you saw 35 guys in the weight room, that, that kind of hyped down a little bit, so we haven't forgotten that's our homecoming game, we're just going to have fun with that, I think that one will be a fun one, because they're a pretty talented team and he's a great coach, so I think that'll be a fun game.
2: It sounds like it's going to be fun, a second one to circle on our calendar.
5: Now what are some of the goals you and your coaching staff and the players have set for the Vikings this year? Just continuing to be great young men of high character, making sure we're doing the, the right things on and off the field, making good decisions, and all that's going to lead to success as far as our goal of season we want to get into those state playoffs and state playoffs are bust
2: now you mentioned that and I want to talk about
5: what hurdles will you work on during the off season to see to need to get past to get to that state playoff I think we need to develop the bonds between these teammates like I said it's a brand new team a lot of new faces some of the guys have been through this but over half the team hasn't so I think the trust the respect you know just the admiration for each other is going to grow practice by practice and I think the biggest thing that we're going to have to do this year is make sure we really come together as a school as a team and make sure that we support each other and that we you know develop that kind of brotherhood that you hear about with the with the game of football so that's the biggest thing this year
2: coach Olson. we've been asking many of the coaches that we've had on this summer series and we also asked you last year about the Chicago prep bowl game and what they would like to see happen between the city of Chicago and CPS football for this prep bowl game to be a uh, bigger or have further support
5: I think it all comes down to us as coaches Being uh, willing to volunteer our time At the end of the day, this is for the kids To recognize the kids with these achievements They've been the hard work, they deserve this So I think it all comes down to coach involvement Making sure we're at these coaches meetings Making sure that we're doing our part Getting the correct information out there about our players Making sure they get the proper spotlight Not because, you know, we're just a CPS school That's what you hear as far as, like, suburban play CPS play, like, you know, that that whole thing I think we're coming out of that That era of, oh, it's just CPS Because some of these CPS teams Teams are starting to really show out so I think that what they're doing is great I just think we need more coach involvement from you know each school
2: last year you gave us a great slogan or motto for the Vikings what's the Adminson Viking team motto
5: or slogan entering 2018 season so last year we were not eligible for, this, for the state playoffs even though we had a winning record so this year we don't want to leave anything on the table so our slogan this year is going to be leave no doubt tell us more about it. so leave no doubt and you know with Devin and Jonathan Sanders graduating two great playmakers guys who made a lot of plays for Great kids Great players They're gone now So when we got Into the offseason It's coach What are you going To do without Johnny What are you going To do without Devin You you lost your best players How are you going To you know, get through this season How are you going To continue to have success And we're just going To continue to work Really hard And I believe If you put in the work How can another man Take what's yours If you've earned it Day in and day out You're lifting weights You're running You know your routes You know your plays How can that man Take that away from you If you are prepared Leave no doubt Leave nothing on the table That's in the film room That's in your class Classroom that's on the football field practice. Leave no doubt and you're going to be confident. And when you're confident, you're going to play well. Now, Coach Olson, I love
2: that. This is something that you instill in young men who you're molding to become men. So I love that. I love it. Coach Olson, what would you like to tell the Adminson Viking fans,
5: our listeners, on what to expect this 2018 season? I think you're going to see a group of kids that have a chip on their shoulder, want to get their name out there, want to represent their school in a positive light. And I think you're going to get a group out there that's going to leave it all on the field every play. We're not going to be taking plays off. I think it's going to be fun football to watch.
2: Now, Coach Olsen, I want you to fill in the blank of this one
5: sentence. In one word, Adminson Viking football is hungry. Like I said last year, we felt like we got stopped. No, nobody stopped us. You know, we, we just didn't get that call to the state playoffs, and I think that doesn't sit well with these kids. These kids were in here all offseason lifting weights, and I think the motivation was, yeah, we had a great season, now this is when it counts. You know, this is the season. You guys can make history. You can leave a legacy here. When is the last time Amundson football was in the playoffs? We are hungry in every sense of the word. Coach Nick Olson, we wish you and the 2018 Amundsen Viking football team much
2: the same success again this year. Thank you for joining us, coach. And as always, it's
5: great to have you on. We enjoy coming back here. I love what you guys are doing. I love the show. Keep doing what you guys are doing. You guys are doing a great job. Thanks again.
2: See you at the Fight for Foster. I'm telling you, I'm there. <laughs> Most definitely.
0: Exclusive new high school holla.
2: Another talented football program out of the Chicago Public League, the TAF Eagles. I'm joined now with John Charujas, the man they call Coach T, and our H2S2 spotlight on the TAF Eagle football program. Welcome to
10: the H2S2 show, Coach. Thanks for having me. I sincerely appreciate you coming out to school today. How long
2: have you been the head football coach here at TAF?
10: We've begun now my third season as the head coach. It's actually going to be my eighth year coaching football here at TAF. When
2: you look back to the 2017 season, the Eagles finished in fourth in the public league. Tough Alana Redbird Conference. What's your outlook of last
10: year? We're going to flush last year. We're going to flush it. We're going to move on. Quite frankly, when it counted, we did not rise to the occasion at the end of the year. We had two great opportunities in the last two weeks to really learn how to win. It didn't happen how we wanted to. Failure is the best teacher. The expectation is that we learned in the end of last season. We're not going to talk about
2: it. Not going to talk about it. Moving on. So, Coach Let's talk about your coaching staff and these men that help you mold these young men and get this Eagle team ready to play some
10: football. It takes a lot of responsible, competent adults to run a program of our size the way we want it to be run. And I could not do it without my fantastic assistant coaches here at Taft High School. They're knowledgeable, they know the game of football, they're X's and O's guys who also know how to administer a sports program. So we would not be the program we are today without the help of our assistant coaches. The head wrestling coach at Taft High School is our defensive line coach. It's definitely beneficial to have coaches in the building who, you know, you see the kids in the hallway, helps get them out, helps keep the kids accountable, helps keep everyone know what's going on. My defensive coordinator, he's coached youth sports pretty much his entire adult life. He's great with the kids. We have brought in some wonderful, talented, experienced coaches, including Tony Manestro, who was the head sophomore coach at Loyola. John Corsi, who spent 20 years coaching college football. Uh, We've added a lot of experience to our staff, and I think really and truly they make a huge difference in the development of our young men.
8: What
2: do you and the coaching staff hope the returning players and a few of the new players moving up to play varsity this year take away from last year since we're moving on?
10: Yeah, like I say, failure is the best teacher, and in crunch time we did not get it done. Hopefully we now know what it takes to get it done.
2: Coach T, let's talk about some of the young men you have returning on this year's roster. They'll be representing the Eagles on the football field.
10: Oh, we've got Some wonderful football players and some great young men representing our program on the field. Uh, Our senior class this year will definitely be highlighted by two talented players. Lineman Piotr Krupa who's a returning sometimes All-City player, already has some Division II scholarship offers and our returning captain, leader, highest quality character kid in the program Kobe Collins.
2: Coach T, I want to ask you, entering the offseason, regiment, the practice, the conditioning and all, how will you and the coaching staff evaluate these players this year?
10: Well, we're actually wrapping up what we call our offseason off season. Now that the summer contact period has begun, offseason is now over. We're into what we call preseason. We had a fantastic offseason strength and conditioning program. We have a record number of freshmen who are benching over 200 pounds and 300 pounds. Our football strength and conditioning program produced the state champion power lifter in the 275 pound weight class and the third place finisher. We've got two kids here. Yeah, deadlift over 500 pounds and bench press over 330. So the guys who put the work in are the Guys who see the results, and from that perspective, I would say our off-season program was successful. Here in preseason, in the summer, the goal is to come together as a team. You know, every team is different. This is the first time this group actually gets to get together out on the field, working towards a common goal. So summer is about developing our identity, improving fundamentally, and getting ready to really get after it. Coach,
2: we've been asking a lot of coaches. They've played in various conferences. You competed in the Chicago Public League, Illini Redbird Conference. What's your feeling on this year's realignment once again throughout the Chicago Public
10: League? Personally, I'm all for it. There are a lot of unique challenges to... Coordinating and administering football in a school district that's as diverse as the Chicago public schools. I think the way that they realigned the conferences in the public league guarantees a high level of competition for the public league schools who have proven to be interested in being competitive. So you look at your schedule, you look at the top two conferences in in the public league, the the Redbird and the Land of Lincoln, and it really looks like the Big Ten or the SDC, 12 good teams divided up you know, it's it's going to be a battle every week in the public league this year. Lots of good games.
2: Now, does the realignment affect or adjust anything you do coaching strategy-wise?
10: No, we approach the same opponent every week. We approach them the same way. I tell the kids all the time, it doesn't matter who we play. It matters how we play. So we put the Chicago Bears out there. I don't care. We're going to get after it the way we want to get after it. Love
2: that attitude, Coach T. I love it. I love it. Now, let's talk about the competition you'll face this season and your schedule. Let's start with your non conference
10: game. A uh, non conference, we open with, uh, you know, the neighborhood Catholic school, St. Pat's. About half that team over there were their local public high school. Definitely wanted to send a message. They should have considered playing for us here at Taft and saved a couple bucks. Then we go to Evanston. We play a large enrollment public high school like ourselves. These are the kind of programs we need to be able to get off the bus and be competitive with. And then we enter a really tough public league schedule. Personally, as a coach, I love it because there's a challenge every week. There are no cupcakes. We won a game last year, 74 to enough. It didn't feel good. We're not going to win a game this year 74 to nothing, And I love that challenge.
2: Speaking of the Public League Challenge non-conference games, are there any games on your schedule that you feel will let you and your coaching staff know where this Eagle squad is? Week
10: one. Week one. You gotta come out strong. Last year we really struggled to start fast and we're going to focus on that. When we get going, we need to start fast. uh, First play of the game, we need to start fast on our schedule. When it's go time, we have to be ready. So, we aren't looking past our first opponent. We're going to do the, it might sound cliche, but we're going to go 1-0. and We're going to try to go 1-0 nine weeks in a row. So we're not looking ahead. We're going to take them as they come. We understand there's a different, unique challenge every week. We're going to play, I believe, upwards against 20 Division I players this year, guys with scholarship offers. So if you're a football player at Taft, you got to be foaming at the mouth because you're going to have the opportunity at some point this year to prove yourself against some legitimate competition. We like kids who embrace the challenge. If you're not ready for this, uh, you're going to have a hard time being successful. Those
2: who know football know that there's various components to it. You got offense, defense, special teams. What do you and your coach's staff feel more confident about coming into this new season?
10: We love the coaches we have on the staff. We want our identity to be on defense because I think good defense is... Set the tone for the entire program. If your defense is fast and physical and aggressive, it makes it much easier for that to translate over to offense. The reality of our program with our numbers and the kids that we have, our guys on offense play defense. Our guys play special teams. So unlike maybe programs that are larger or college programs where you really have that identity of, hey, I'm on offense, hey, I'm a defensive player, or hey, I'm a special teams guy. We have one program and we all play on. I so
2: want someone ask you, what are some of the goals set? for you and the staff Eagles
10: Eagle Team. Well, our goal is to be an 8A power. That is where we want to take this program. Is that going to be easy? No way. There are huge challenges in front of us, but embrace the challenge. We're going to get after it. We're going to keep building this thing up with kids like Kobe and and some of the other hardworking, talented kids in the program until this becomes a destination for people on the Northwest side to play football on a highly competitive level we're a level one cps school we are the highest rated neighborhood school in the city this is a fantastic Education at Taft High School. I graduated from Taft High School in 2002 and the school has improved dramatically since then. You can send your kids to Taft High School today without compromising any academic or athletic opportunities. And the sooner people figure that out, the sooner we'll have the hardware on the walls.
2: Some teams enter a new season with a motto, a slogan of some sort. Does the Taft Eagles have anything like
10: that? We have a lot of things like that. I love those little coaches because I think. You know, they're real succinct little symbols that you can get messages into into kids' heads. One of the things we say around here, we say War Eagle, much like the Auburn Tigers. The Tigers can say War Eagle, the Eagles can say War Eagle. The, The way it connects to our program, we have often, for big games in the fall out there on our practice field, been visited by large birds of prey. And much like the Auburn Tigers, War Eagle started there when they had a comeback victory in a big game that was being watched by a large bird of prey. That actually happened here in 2011 when I was an assistant coach and Auburn was pretty good around then War Eagle was pretty popular and we really didn't have anything we were saying. That's been going for a while now and you hear the kids say it to each other and, and it's pretty good but year by year we do try and find something. This year it's all about honoring the caveman. So we're going to talk about honoring the caveman and honor the caveman a lot this year. It comes from a story that I tell that I got from my head coach when I was in college Randy Walker. He used to tell a story about a caveman and a dinosaur and the caveman had ultimately had to make a choice about the kind of life he wanted to live. And it all boiled down to a simple decision whether he was going to survive or prevail. And the caveman decided he was going to prevail. And I want to remind all these kids that somewhere in their family tree, somewhere back, one of their ancestors was a winner. You're here today because someone decided to prevail. Honor that caveman. Honor that dude who came out of the cave and changed his life and made a better reality for himself. Be the caveman. Honor the caveman. We're going to swing the club this year. Oh, man, Coach, that is awesome.
2: If you're listening to this and you don't get chills hearing that story, come out there and support this Tav Eagle football team.
10: I don't know what else you need to hear. I've got to give credit. That story comes from Randy Walker. He was my coach at Northwestern, and and he comes from the great cradle of coaches at Miami of Ohio, and and there's actually a fundraiser, a run for walk in his honor this summer that everyone should should take a look at. He was a great man, influenced many people, and a tremendous coach. And that's where the caveman comes from.
2: Coach, since we mentioned that, I would love our listeners to support that. Do you know where they can find more information about it?
10: You can find all the information you need about the run for walk at nusports.com.
2: Please go out and support that cause. Great storyteller, great influence on Coach T. We hope our listeners come out and support that. Let us talk about the Chicago Prep Bowl game and what they would like to see the city of Chicago and CPS football do to further support the Prep Bowl game or what they would like to see different. Coach T, what's your feelings about the Chicago Prep Bowl football?
10: I love it. I'm a fan of tradition and history, and it's sad that the game isn't played at Soldier Field anymore. So, for starters, find a way to get the game back to Soldier Field. Secondly, people need to quit complaining about playing football. A lot of people like to complain that the Public League and the Catholic League have their own playoffs. I'm a football coach. I like to play football. If my kids get to play a couple extra weeks of football and the opportunity to win a championship in our great city and one of the meccas, of football in the entire country i don't see how that's not a win-win for everyone involved so i would love to see every step taken to preserve that game and continue to give kids in chicago both in the public league and the catholic league the opportunity to carry on that tradition
2: it's something that we ask coaches because we want to bring that pride back to that game and Coach T, thank you for sharing your thoughts because that's an awesome way of looking at it. Bring it back to Soldier Field to start. I want to give you an opportunity to tell our listeners and the Eagle fans what they can expect from Eagle football here at Taft in the 2018 season.
10: Expect the unexpected. We're coming.
2: Enough said. Coach, I want you to fill in the blank of this sentence. In one word, Taft Eagle
10: football is tough we instill it in our players every day. That is one of our slogans too, tough tough. We put them in tough situations in practice deliberately and we remind them that, hey, this is where it happens. These are the tough moments. This is where you prove, not to me, but you prove to yourself and you prove to your teammates and you prove to the people who are struggling with you that you are tough. Toughness is a choice, sure. There's physical realities. But toughness happens between your ears, and I expect to see a team that's mentally tough and physically tough on the field this season.
2: Well, Coach T, we wish you and the 2018 Taft Eagle football team much success this season. Thank you for joining us on our H2S2 High School Football Preview on the High School of Sports Show. Thanks a lot, Coach. Thank you
10: so much, and I, I just want to say thanks again for coming out. Appreciate what you do for our sport and, and our school district. We
2: appreciate you guys, too. I'm telling you, if you don't get chills about what's to come, from the Taft Eagles. You better circle your calendar because you're going to see some great action out there from the Eagles. Thanks
10: a lot, Coach. Thank you. I appreciate it. High School holla! This summer, the
2: West Side was well represented in our summer preview as we visited with two old friends of the H2S2 show. Our Raby Raiders head coach D'Angelo DeReef tells us how the raiders have transformed into a pack of wolves looking to get back to the state postseason by going through the illini land of lincoln conference while north londale phoenix head coach alonzo zo harris may have changed addresses from last year his mindset is still stuck on winning this year he'll have to do it in the illini heartland conference both of these coaches look to make more history for the west side of Chicago.
0: Exclusive hot h- new high school holla. Here it.
2: We welcome the head coach of the Al Raby Raiders, Coach D'Angelo DeReef, back to the H2S2 show in our 2018 football preview. We want to welcome you back to the H2S2 show, Coach.
6: Spoon Rams is absolutely a pleasure again. Last year, the interview that we did with DQ and our, and our young running back, Sean, it was absolutely awesome. Uh, it, was, it was great to hear that. The excitement, the, the enthusiasm of the area, and with you and your wife, it's a, it's a great program and a great interview as you get this culture out to the city and the state of Illinois.
2: We had a Great time watching your Raiders compete, Coach. Let's start by telling me the, the correct pronunciation of the school's name. I've heard it pronounced several different ways. I may have mispronounced it among mixed company. What's the correct name
6: and how to pronounce the high school? Yeah, it can get messed up a lot, and we have to correct them a lot. We take pride in the name. When I tell the kids about their name, their their actual name. You take pride in their name. So it's two words: it's Al and Raby. Al Raby was a, a civil rights activist that was right beside Dr. Martin Luther King um, throughout the civil rights process and when I schooled his name after him.
2: A bit of history that I didn't even know about, and I appreciate you sharing that, Coach. Coach Dereef, how long have you been the Raiders head coach?
6: I've been the only head coach. I started the program in 2003 from scratch. We we're just freshman and sophomores, The next year we went to be freshmen, and sophomores, and juniors. So it's been 15 total years and 13 years with the varsity program.
2: You've done an awesome job and the proof is what you put out there on the field, but I want to talk about the assistant coach. Talk about the men that has helped you mold these young men to being great
6: student athletes. Well, when I I first moved up here. I started at Crane Tech Prep High School under, under Anthony Box Jackson. And um I got the opportunity from the CEO of uh, Chicago Public Schools, Janice Jackson, to come over here and start a program when she first took over Al Raby. And I had a couple young guys that I brought actually brought from Crane, which was Eric Harris and Samuel Williford Both of those guys are still with me to this day. But we had to go out and get a very vocal person. We went out and got Joe Lee Barr from Crane. He retired last year, but he came in, became my assistant head coach, and we said we was gonna be innovative. That's the one thing we said. We took those young coaches, built them up, and got to these new coaches throughout the process. We went and got another great coach in Zena on who left for us and went over to coach with a friend at Weston House. We we're going to be an arch rival of ours again this year. But we went out and got some young guys, molded them into where we wanted to be because I'm originally from South Carolina area and I wanted to get some coaches that had them coach where uh, I like to coach them. And so we molded those young guys. Didn't have a big time degrees or anything like some of these other coaches that's in the system. When I got some of those young guys built them up to where they wanted to be and we got to the point where we are now.
2: We're going to talk about the product that you and your coaching staff have put together. Let's look back at last year. The Raiders finished second in the public league, out land of Lincoln Conference, with a record of 4-1 in conference, and through 13 weeks of football, the Raiders finished with an overall record of 11-2. You guys had 7 games between 30 to 40 points, 4 games complete shutouts, and 3 games where the Raiders scored over 50 points. What do you accredit last year's success to, Coach?
6: Well, we had one of those games that ended the beginning of the second quarter. They did 4 the game, so we had 38 points that game. So that would have been another over 50-point night. We put no plan on putting 60 on them. But, unfortunately, we one of the guys in here, he made a regular tackle with nothing bad and broke your boy leg and they didn't want to come out and play no more. But we ain't gonna talk about that. But we contribute that. Game of football, right? Game of football. But they quit after the first quarter. They said they were done. They weren't gonna play us no more. We're not gonna put the school out there, but it did happen. We was 27 the year before. There was a lot of allegations that we were cheating, we was getting kids in, transfers in. And you know, it's a lot of schools. I don't talk about other schools, but other schools getting transfers in, and I went through the same process that they did. I don't know how. They're gonna say I take one year and start cheating. So we took that as we gonna take what we got. We ain't gonna take no extra transfers, we're gonna whoop people. The way we need to be whooped, and that's what we did. We, The kids bought in, the coaches bought in. I had to buy in. I had just got married the year before, wasn't spending a lot of time with the kids. I was frustrated with the situation. Me and my wife made amends. You're gonna go out here, you're gonna do what you always been doing with these kids. I bought in, the kids bought in, and we went out there and we whooped the tail.
2: And that's exactly what I'm talking about right there. The Raiders only two losses, coach, we're in conference to eventual state champions, the Phillip Wildcats. A great rivalry with you. Downstate contenders out of Morris, Illinois, the Morris Redskins the Raiders last game of the season to go to the state championship game what if anything did you take away from both of those losses from last
6: year we gotta stop the run we are doing some different things. We got a new D coordinator guy that came in. That just started off as an FCA coordinator in the building, B- built us up from like ten kids in the prayer group to they're almost thirty kids in the prayer group. He came in. The kids love him, and actually a Caucasian guy to deal with these kids, and they absolutely love him. They don't see color with him. And now we're making him the D coordinator. He got some excitement with this group that we have. Most of these guys are in here are the group that came in as freshmen, and we built a wolf pack. Now we always one team, one family, and we're the Raiders. But we built a wolf pack that we don't have no outstanding one leader. Like a few years, we've had multiple leaders. Now we got this group that all of them are <laughs> equally the same, grades, everything, and we're gonna be the Wolfpack this year. And he's doing some big things with this defense, and ain't nobody gonna be able to run this year.
2: Now, the Raiders are a fairly young team, as you mentioned. Tell us about some of the young men you have returning this year on your roster that will be representing the Raiders on the
6: field. Well, we got 16 juniors. Most of them started with us as fresh. We may have one or two people that did transfer in that we don't really know, or some kids that didn't play last year but got it this year and got their points to, to be able to play with us this year that gonna help us. But our main group is a group that's in here. We got three kids right now That's for Jalen, Paul, and, and Dante Gibbons And then we also had the guys that are in here That will introduce themselves to begin. This group right here is absolutely phenomenal They always work hard They always pushing each other and Then we got a young freshman group That's just like these guys Like we got three sets of brothers Like Ramiel got a little brother Marshawn got a little brother Paul got a little brother And all of them gonna build them a little group too That that group and a little group break right guy right there And if those little sophomores That's about to be juniors Do what they supposed to do We gonna be unstoppable We stepped it up with this new principal That's leaving us She's going to Morgan Park But she, she let us start having this locking and the lock-in is when I really knew that I had to change the way I coach these kids because I didn't know some of the stuff that they go through. I mean, I've been here for a while. It was a culture shock for me coming from, from South Carolina to Chicago. And then once I started getting into the deep when those kids, we had our, what we call our tell-your-story at the end of the lock-in. And these kids just really tell me about their life and what they go through on a daily basis. That made me feel, realize that I was already the lead, like, this gonna be my last year. But God wanted me to stay here because of these kids, because they still need me. They still need us when they go to college. They still need us when they become young men to get their own family. And the stuff that they go through that I and I went through the stuff when I was young, we all have, but some of the stuff that they go through in the city of Chicago is not fair. And I just want to continue to keep pushing them, showing them the right thing with a wife and, and having kids in college and showing them do the other things in life and get a degree and be able to move to another state and do big things. And God is blessing me because I'm, I'm blessing these kids every day with tough love, <laughs> with a lot of tough love. But, you know, I want them to be able to see that it's something bigger than what's around the corner or what's on your corner or what's down there by that store. Or on the block, I want them to see that, so that would motivate me every day. And then I have a great wife, Vanessa, that supports me and pushes me to come up. But she say, push, push it, baby, push it, baby. And then she sent me a great quote, telling me how much she loved me and how much she supported me and whatever I need. And so it's great to have support on your own because the kids don't know who the coach D go talk to when he having problems. Cause I listen to them all day, but it's great. I love it, you know. And these guys, they make it fun with the guys you have. And you got, you got size, they got grades, and they can play. It's making me more fun and making me more anxious to let's go out here and play. So we very excited about. This this year. We can't wait. We got a new coaching staff. People are counting us against us because we lost two great in Z and Coach Barr. We the Airbnb Raiders. We ready.
2: Now, Coach, let's talk about that. How will you and the coaching staff evaluate the
6: talent that you got this year? So we knew we was going to be deep because for the beginning, that first year when they were freshmen, I, I kept saying they were babies and we went 8-4. and four. So we knew we was going to be good. That second year, we had some little bumps in the road trying to do some things with a couple transfers, all that. That's fine. But then we knew we got back on track and these guys are seniors now. They know how to win. They went 8-4 and four as freshmen. They went 11-2, and, and we got took to the tool shed, former Bobby Bowden saying, we got took out to the tool shed against Morris, but Morris lost 27 players. We lost nine that we be replaced right now, which are already replaced, so we got, we very confident that we're going to go out here, and they switched the conferences up, so now you got that Simeon Curie in there too, so can't nobody outrun no butt whoopers no more. All
2: right. Coach, I wanted to talk to you about that, because you competed last year, as we mentioned earlier, in the Land of Lincoln Conference. What's your feeling about the realignment again in Chicago Public League football? A
6: lot of people Don't like that So I may go get some slack For some of the public league coaches That's all my good friends But I like it because last year we went the farthest besides Phillips. But Simeon and Curie played for the city championship. So Simeon ended up being the city champ, but we had a better record. We scored more points than anybody in the whole state on Phillips. And so who was the city champ? Was it really Phillips, or was it Al Raven, or was it Simeon? So now you ain't got to worry about that. You got to play Curie and Simeon. All four of us got to play each other. So like I say, and excuse my language, but can't nobody outrun no more no
2: more. I love that. I love that. We talked about the change in conference. The schedule take us to the competition that you guys have played this
6: year. So we got Niles North first. Garoppolo's brother, who plays for 49ers was a coach. He moved. He's, he's not the coach no more. He went out there with his with his little brother. It was hard for us to get a first game. I'm gonna be honest, and I don't gonna call no call nobody out. But we reached out to a lot of big time suburban schools or schools in the area that are not CPS schools, and they didn't want to play us. I don't know why. So we reached out to Niles North. They didn't
2: the film, coach. They could have seen the film. Yeah.
6: yeah. At first they was all for it. They was all for it. Then they looked at the film. Somebody told me they were looking in that film, they called back like, nah, Coach, uh, something came up. Gave me a whole bunch of excuses. Cool. So we got Niles North, and then we also have Urban Prep Inglewood. That's game two. Then we got Curie. Curie was part of that controversy that year we went 2-7. That first game, right before the game, they called to say these kids couldn't play. Cool. We got them this year. Game three. So it's on. Then we flip back into our conference. We start conference, which, you know, you got Lincoln Park, don't add to our conference. We got Lane Tech, add to our conference. We still got Weston House, still got Phillip's last game now. So we could be undefeated. They could be undefeated for that last game, which which, we love that. We want to set that up for game nine. We ready for that. But we ain't gonna get looking forward to that. We got Niles North. But then we got Western House in there. Our coach just left. We gonna walk over there like we usually do with the music blasting, ready. Go over there and get them. Then we got, you know, we got Lane. We got uh, Lincoln Park. We got Morgan Park, which is just got a new coach, or getting a new coach. The other other coach is not there with no more, but they about to get a new coach, so I don't know how they're going to be, but it don't matter how everybody else is. I'm worried about Al Raby and what we do. All people can beat us is us.
2: When you go through your schedule, I'm looking at this right now, and I'm saying it's hard to pick a game. What would you tell our listeners and Al Raby fans? What game on that schedule should we be circling and saying, I can't wait to this day?
6: Well, you got to, I mean, that last game with Phillips is always going to be that one, because by that time, you have some injuries, you have a whole lot of controversy can come up in there that it could go either way by, that, by game nine. And it's going to go down to your record. We got of kids you got. Fiddles lost some key players. They lost some big-time key players. They, they trying to find a quarterback. We set. So that feel of game nine is straight. It's one of them big ones. Simeon, you got to go Simeon because we little old Al Raven. That's big old Simeon. So circle that one. Make sure you circle that one. And then Curry, we owe him. We owe them. We owe them. We owe them. We owe them. I'm talking about... I'm, we owe them. Uh-huh. And I don't know if you're gonna play this before that game, but we try they put 50 on, we try to put 50 on them. I'm just gonna be honest. So snorkelow's game. We know we don't want to be too, too cocky and all that. We confident that we're gonna continue to keep pushing, continue to get better every day. When you know you're gonna come to, you can't our every game. We're gonna have the DJ out there, we're gonna be blasting the music, we're gonna be bouncing around, we're gonna be going crazy. And it's a lot, it's intimidating. And we big, and we got great, and we can play.
2: I gotta tell our listeners, if you have yet to come to Ravy B game, again, it's fun. You need to be there, you need to be there and be there. Yeah, on, time. on time, cause you might miss
6: something. <laughs> you might miss two or three touchdowns early.
2: Now, the game of football, Coach Darif, is broken down into three components: the offense, the defense, and special teams. Which of these would you say you feel
6: confident about coming into this new city? So, with this new D coordinator, I'm, I feel that defense is going to be powerful this year. Our D coordinator was great last year that we had, but it was sometimes he, you know, he did not play some of the guys that our, you know, we really wanted him to play. And these guys are are, are going to help us. Uh, Coach Jordan is is a is a free mind that he. Going to take suggestions and he's going to be ready to, to make adaptations at the right time and all that. Not saying the other coach didn't, but I have real good confidence in it. Our offense will always be our offense. We're going to put up 30 or 40. It don't even matter. We're going to do that. That's my thing. You know, offense is offense. You know, but our defense, I feel like we're going to be able to stop people. That run game, people shouldn't have been able to run on us last year. And our two games we lost, they, they had over 300 yards on us rushed. It's not going to happen this year.
2: We've heard from the players and the goals that they've set. Nothing less state championship. What other goals do you and your coaching staff have set for this? Team.
6: Well, the first is to have a great summer. Our first month of June, we do a lot of seven on seven stuff, getting them acclimated to the offense, getting them acclimated to the defense, and then we go away and go to other schools out in the suburbs. We go to Glenbar East. We're going out to Rochester this year. We practice with them all day. Get with them, do some five on sevens and stuff like that. And that's our time. We are gonna work on that live eleven on eleven type stuff. We can't do actual scrimmage with them, but we gonna go out. We going around to these places, and that what saved us last year. A lot of our kids in the past have, and this is not just us. it's CPS in general that I've seen since I've been here. These kids when they get to the Suburbans And they playing A different color A different race They freeze up I like to say They, they booty get tight And I, I can say that They booty get tight Real real tight And they like We beat um Alderman here And then we went out To Richmond Burton And at halftime We was just so tight And you can see On our film At halftime We got I'm making them bounce around Get the booty loose Get the booty loose They gotta get the booty loose And we went out there we dist- And we destroyed them At their place In the rain And so in the summertime That July area That July time Right before August started August practice We go out And we go to the Glenbark East The Bowling Brooks the, we going out the Hill Crest, this year we going out to St. Lawrence and we going out to Rochester, who don't won seven of the last eight state championships. We going out there so these kids can see them and know like we're actually better athletes than them. Maybe they got a little bit better coaching or something, but we going out there to see that. So when the kids get out there, they're like oh we gonna whoop them before they even get there. It's confidence and it's building these kids confidence. And then you getting them out of the city, of Chicago, and getting them wearing them out, wearing them out. So when they go home, they gonna eat, they going to the bed. They ain't got time to be on the block. They ain't got time to do none of that nonsense. I ain't gotta worry about looking at the news saying Maurice got shot or none of that because he at home in the bed. If he got shot, he got shot through his bedroom window. That's what we do.
2: It also compares and gives the opportunity, in my opinion, to know they're doing more with less.
6: Yeah. So last year, the, t- the team we had, we only had the 27. And right now, we have kids. They have to get as a point system. They got to get 10,000 points or they're not on our team. So right now, these kids that you see in here, we may have like 30, 35 this year. But when schools start back, if you maybe if you transfer from another school, you can play. But if you're a junior or a senior and you didn't put the work in all summer, we don't take kids when, the, when summer come back. We take Fred for and sophomores, so they don't know they'll play on the frost team. But we don't take other people. And that's just part of them gelling, the lock in, and them becoming brothers. You bring somebody in that may be a little bit more talented than another kid, but he didn't put the work in all that. He could be a or whatever. We don't do that. So you got to earn the, put a spot on this Al Raby team.
2: Do the Al Raby Raiders have a motto, a slogan? I know you say family, but is there anything else for this new 2018 season?
6: Well, it's always one team, one family. That's been the slogan I made when I when Dr. Janice Jackson hired me here. And then we in the school as a whole, we use that. But this year, it's the Wolf Pack. It's all of them. It's not just one leader. We got a whole bunch of wolves out there ready to bite. And they gonna bite you. If one bite you, all of them gonna bite you. And that's what it's all about. We gonna have all all of them working together, all of them to- coaching each other, keeping each other. we we, we doing a lot more with discipline this year. We're cutting out the cursing. It's automatic if you curse. It's going to slip sometimes. Automatic push-ups. It's yes, sir, no, sir, on a regular basis because all these kids, we had seven signed to a college this year. I feel like the, the-, the team that's coming, the senior class that we have right now, we got at least 15 to 16 kids that are going to go sign to go to college somewhere. So we got to get them to the point where, like they said, being young men, that they got to be yes, sir, no, sir, not on my mama and all that kind of stuff. That slang talk that some of them usually use. We're trying to change their mentality because we know they got everything else. But being a metallic and being a man, and when Coach D is not around, their mama not around, when Mr. Ramsey not around, what kind of kid are you? Are you making the right decision?
2: love that, Coach. I truly love that. Now, we've been asking a bunch of coaches that we've talked to throughout this summer series, what are their feelings about the Chicago Prep Bowl game? What's your opinion about that game and what the city of Chicago and CPS football can do
6: to further support it? Well, when we kept getting farther and farther in the playoffs, our kids got to the point where I don't even want to go back to the Prep Bowl. I don't want to go back to the city championship because, you know, it's a letdown because we want to win a state championship and that was our goal. Me, I don't really like it because it's like second place to win a state championship. Like, everybody's like, some either some either teams. I watch some teams tank their season to get back to the prep Bowl to win a city championship. And that, that's not fair to these kids. These kids got to be pushing. Because when these big time colleges come, Nick Saban and all them, they want state champions. They want people that win. Either state champion in football or track or whatever. They want some guys on their roster that are state champions. We made it to the semifinals and we had 62 coaches coming so you're thinking about you making it to the state championship and you can take it as a blueprint. I love Troy to death and I love that program, but they got five kids offered from a school and I got the only CPS kid there and I don't have no kids offered. and I feel some kind of way about that. You know, my kids got to actually go down there to work out when they just watch film on them and give them five. So if I get a state championship, I'll have more kids offer right now. That's why we're going to go ahead and win the state championship and we're going to get all these kids to school for free. I love
2: it. Coach Darif, what would you like to tell the listeners that already be fans on What they can expect for the
6: 2018 season? Well, you can expect no less than a state championship. It's going to be a battle all year. We know it's going to be some tough games. We know we're not going to put up 30 and 40 every game. Some games going to be one by two, but we're going to go out here. We're going to fight hard. We're going to work hard. We're going to be respectful. We're going to be some nice young men, and we're going to have a professional program. The one thing that we we say here is, I check grades every Sunday. Grades come out to me, and if kids not doing right in their grades, they're not playing. They're not practicing. So the kids that you see out there on that field are kids that deserve to be out on that field. They're hard workers. They're great students first, and they're great young men. They, I don't have kids around me that are not great young men. I have had some in the past, and I said we were going to stop doing that because that's not going to help that kid in the end. I know we're trying to save every kid, but every kid is not a good for your program for the other kids. That one bad apple sometimes don't make it. I'm still going to be there for them, and they're still going to love me, but they're not going to be a part of this program. So when you go out there, you see that product on that field, that's a product that put that work in that is deserve to be out there.
2: Coach, I want you to complete this sentence for me, all right? Fill in the blank. In one word, Al Raby Raider football is
6: Life saving. Because if you look on the news, they always show the negative stuff on the news about these young black men. They don't come in here like you do, Mr. Ramsey, and show the positive stuff of these kids that are really doing big things in the world and in the city of Chicago. I'm tired of watching the news and seeing that every time they're seeing it, something bad that a young man did. And there actually been some young men that probably was out our way, but kids that I know, they never come in and give you the accolades of the kids that are actually doing the right thing, that are going by the right thing, walking by those drugs, walk by those gangbangers, and not doing that. That's what we need to do. And you and your wife are doing that, and I really appreciate it. you coming out and showing that the good things that these kids are. I actually doing.
2: Coach DeReeve, man, we really appreciate you. We wish you and the 2018 Al Raby Raiders football team continued success this upcoming season. I see a state championship trophy going to be hanging right here at Al Raby real soon. Thank you,
8: man.
6: Thank you for joining us. Appreciate it, Mr. Ramsey, Ms. Ramsey, y'all big time. We love it. We're going to see you a lot this year. Big, all the big time games, I know you're going to be there. And I know at the end of the day, you're going to be interviewing us and all these kids right here doing big things. And we really appreciate it.
2: I'm going to get my questions
0: ready now. <laughs> Thanks, though. Exclusive new high school Hour. We
2: are here at North Lawndale College Prep High School, home of the Phoenix, and their head football coach, Lonzo Zoe Harris. Thank you for joining us on this 2018 football preview.
11: Uh, thanks for having me, man. Definitely a pleasure. Always excited when I get to see you, Steve. Hey,
2: man, it's always
11: good to see you. Last
2: year, for those who don't know, you were at the helm of Chicago Quest Warriors. Briefly tell us about that short stint with the Quest Warriors that led you over here
11: to North Lawn Well, it was a great, great experience. I, I actually got to start that program, put the brick and mortar down and left those kids with, you know, some, some goals for them to focus on for this upcoming season. The numbers over there are a lot lower. You know, with them being a 1A school, we only had access to about 200 kids. I just saw this as a better opportunity, you know, with access to about 700 kids and two campuses to uh, better my sports career.
2: Well, we know that you definitely instilled the principles and the heart of football there at Quest. Now you find yourself here at North Line there with the Phoenix. Share with us what did you know about North Lawndale Phoenix football
11: squad before taking over? Well coaching at Morgan Park track and football I know I've seen North Lawndale come from this west side a couple of times uh, as far as football they had a good program last year and uh, previous years uh, last year I believe they went 7-2 and, and then as far as track and field goes they were the best track team on the west side but seeing them at Morgan Park that let me know that they had a slew of athletes that I could definitely get over here and try to conjure into a situation
2: <laughs> well, Cozo, I know you're always looking at the t- talent, man. Always looking at it. Now, tell us about your coaching staff. Did you bring any of the coaches from
11: Quest over with you? With Quest, I had a a small coaching staff. Didn't have many players, so I did bring my uh, coach, Danny Chapman, over from Quest with me to North Lawndale, but I did have the access to some guys that were here helping these kids out, and then some other guys that just wanted to get their foot in the water as far as coaching goes.
2: Now, tell us more about this coaching staff and how you guys are gelling to get these
11: young men ready for the upcoming season. Well, at every school, there's a staple, and when I got here, here, I seen that we had a guy named Big Shorty, alright? Coach Big Shorty has the staples on all the kids. He knows their address, he knows what they ate last night. <laughs> He's really, you know, in tune with the kids and their situation, so I had to keep him around. Uh, the coaching staff in a in whole, I wanted a lot of people who played football, people who could teach these kids not just the words, but actually show them the actions and, and tell them experiences on what works and how they had success.
2: Well, if you don't mind, Coach, we asked you this at Quest, and I know every situation is different. Tell us about your first meeting with your school. Did you pull the lunchtime stunt and you go in there and just blow your whistle?
11: Well, I didn't have to do that over here. Um, honestly, you know, the athletic director was a big help. She uh, put a lot of poster boards up. Uh, my first meeting, I want to say I had about 70 kids in there for track and football. The football team is really excited going 7-2 last year. They've got already a base to build from. All right, so I, I definitely wanted to let them know that we have uh, some things that will definitely show them a different sign of football uh, as far as bringing that offense, that high powered uh, spread option things that we do over here. So, you know, I'm, I think that the concept of what we're doing and the concept of what type of defense we'll play is really what's exciting the kids to stay on board.
2: What are some of the things you learned from coaching last year, starting that program, that you consider a valuable coaching lesson entering your first season here in North London?
11: Well, the culture of football is changing, so I gotta find ways to keep it fun. You know, with all the concussion talk and the moms on board, we gotta make sure that the moms know their kid will be safe. And, and on top of that, make sure the kids know man this is a sport that can take you from here to there you know there's a lot of money out there for football players as far as school and education and making sure that those things are precedent for my program to make sure that they know that going to college is like our main goal
2: were you able to view any type of film or or get to see this North Londell football team anyway?
11: I I scoured the internet there wasn't much film on them I, I believe they didn't have huddle last year which is I mean prominent we definitely have to get that for this season as far as getting recruited that film is what's important but I'm just going off what I see from the kids. I had a couple of kids that had highlight films, so I was able to kind of, you know, get a uh, gist on what they're doing, but I'm really going from scratch.
2: Well, you talked about a 7-2 and two season that they had last year. Talk about the rising potential behind this Phoenix football. All right,
11: so they didn't graduate many seniors. Even though the seniors were their bread and butter last year, a lot of basketball players actually came out from what I'm hearing and were a big, huge support for the team. Uh, we're trying to get that same thing going this year, but we've got a, a slew of sophomores and juniors that were a part of watching those seniors Progress, so they're excited to get going on their own and make their own names and make their own uh, labels. Well, what have you
2: noticed as the components from last year's roster coming into this year's roster? From all that you've had an opportunity of limited video, what coach have shared with
11: you as you take over? Well, it's school We got some big kids, some huge kids. As far as North Londale, you know that basketball is, is prominent over here. Uh, we got a lot of kids, my height and above that are really, and I'm six <laughs> I mean, they're really, really statures of, of what football is. Now we just have to teach them to work hard on an everyday basis to get that football regimen and that diet so that they become real football athletes. And and football actually helps you uh, with aggression. So if you're a basketball player, playing football is definitely going to make you better.
2: And we've noticed that in in the NFL, as you have a a lot of successful NFL players make that transition from basketball to football. So that's a great point, Coach. Now, I want to ask you, you talked about evaluating players. How will you and your coaching staff evaluate the talent during the time that you have these players in offseason? Well, over
11: the last seven years coaching football, I I guess I've gained uh, an advantage of just knowing exactly how to get this thing started. Uh, We always start with drills as far as 40-yard dashes, 20-yard shuttles, L drills, things that are showing us the kids' feet and agility, showing us that the way they move as an athlete themselves, the way that we do that the first week we go through and just pretty much identify positions for these kids and what type of athlete they are.
2: Will you be bringing over the same mentality Mentality from your other schools that you've had to the North Lawndale Phoenix football program?
11: Yeah, I think the mentality is, is itself. It, it follows me because it's what I learned from my years of playing football. Some of the things that I learned from Quest last year, trying to put a, a certain phrase or a certain thing on it, kind of want to let them make their own, all right? And with them already having an established program, they still have some things that they've done as far as uh, red, red, red. You hear that when you're around here all the time. So, like, I don't want to take away from their past, but I also want to add my little trinkets, my little low-hanging fruit for them to grab onto and process and make it their own.
2: Now, what are you looking for from the
11: returning players from last year? Leadership, leadership, leadership. I just preach leadership every day. I tell them that, you know, you gotta look at this as a family, and all of you guys are the head of that household. You know, once you're in your 30s like I am, and and you're the person who has to breadwin and feed your children, will you quit on it? You know, can they look at you and say, my dad's gonna be here for me? And that's how your teammate has to look at you. Your teammate has to say, man, I know my brother is going to do his assignment I know my brother is paying attention I know my brother is at practice
2: Man, I love that concept coach now we all know for those who follow football that it's broken down in component and that's the offense the defense and the special teams is there anything you anticipate or that you're more confident about coming up in the
11: 2018 season uh, well this is a different different situation for me I know last year coming into the program around this time in June I was uh, looking at what I was going to have to produce being here with them already established I've got a quarterback that can really throw the ball All right, so he, he really helps me my offense in ways that I can kind of foreshadow and see that uh, we'll have success in that area. Uh, I've got some, again, substantial athletes as far as guys that are 6'4", who can run, dunk the ball, you know, have speed, coordination. So those guys will be effective for us as well. If he knows how to throw it to them and they know how to catch it, we should have some success.
2: Now, last year, the Phoenix competed in the Chicago Public League Big Shoulders
11: Conference. What's your feelings this year on another realignment throughout the Public League? I'm excited. I mean, being at Quest, I wasn't able to compete for state playoffs. I wasn't able to compete at the city level. So being back in the Illini Conference, as far as we're in the Heartland Conference this season, getting to play against some of those teams that I know have been playing football for years and and knowing that they are established and showing these guys that, hey, we're in a bigger conference is something that I can use to hone more confidence for them guys. To say that what you guys did last year was establish yourselves as a program within the city that uh, is a force to be reckoned with or a name that people know. To build from that is, is something better than building from base level. Does a realignment affect your strategy? going into a season? No, I, I think football is football, man. It's one of those things where, you know, take the jerseys off, take the helmets off. If we had to go on the on the pavement over there, who's going to win? You know what I mean? So I just want my guys to establish we don't care who we're playing. You know, as long as it's not the Chicago Bears coming out here to beat up on high schools, guys, we should be straight. Now, when you
2: think about your schedule, you think about the first game down to the end of the season, what type of competition are you going to be facing?
11: When I came in, I originally planned to have a two-nut game first. Uh, you know, coming into a situation, you have to, you know, adapt to situations. So they already, we're in a contract with Quincy. Uh, that's a five-hour trip down there. And I'm hoping that we can, you know, excite those guys. You know what I mean? Look, use that as, a, as a, a springboard to the rest of the season. Quincy doesn't know what this team has. They don't know me as a coach. They don't have any film to go back on because I can't find film, so I'm sure it's hard for them. So, you know, really use a shock factor with this team because the athletes are there. We just have to make sure that the coaching plan is in place. And is that an advantage in during your first season? That's definitely an advantage because, you know, what people don't know they can't change or, or plan for. With a new situation, I think that's an advantage that we'll have to build off of. Are
2: there any games on your schedule that you know of that the Phoenix fans and our listeners should get excited
11: about come out and see some good high school football featuring the North Londo Phoenix? I would say week two. Uh, with the schedule that we put in place, uh, week two we're playing at Marian Catholic, a night game. Uh, everybody around Illinois knows that Marian Catholic has a, a history of, of football, it's sports in general. Uh, so, you know, I'm actually playing against one uh, One of my old teammates From Eastern Michigan He's the head coach over there His name's Eric Middleton So I'm really excited To see what he has Those boys doing And I'm excited For my guys To come show something Did you have that set up Or was it already planned It was already planned Actually because You know With him just getting The program And me being uh, Moderately new head coach I think it's a A great Madden Or NFL Or you know uh, Back college days Where you you get to uh, Actually you know Compete against someone Where you can kind of Feel what they might Be about to do Now what are some Of the goals That you have set In your coaching? staff has set for this team? To win. I mean, winning is is something that people overshadow. They think it comes easy. Uh, The hard work behind the winning is the the main motto that we're trying to establish. The the confidence in knowing that if you actually work harder or do more than you've ever done, you'll get to an outcome that's more than you've ever seen. So just getting those guys to to realize that this is hard work. You know what I mean? It's something that's not easy, but it's not going to be unrewarded. How would you define the culture about Phoenix football here in North London? Well, the culture is establishing itself uh, year to year. Uh, I know a couple years back they were they were really big on the, uh, when I was at Morgan Park, they were one of those teams that was competing in that Illini conference to uh, win the conference. So uh, I know uh, Coach Johnson, who was here uh, previously before me, had established some good things and some of those players are still on the team. So uh, some of those players from, the, from Coach DeWalt, uh, they have their things that they have in place and again, I'm, I'm here to build off of that. We've been asking
2: a lot of coaches throughout our summer series in these football previews about their feeling about the prep bowl. What's your feeling about the Chicago Prep Bowl football? What do you think the city of Chicago and CPS football can do to further the Prep Bowl game?
11: I believe the Prep Bowl is, is something that you know it's a, it's something that you shoot towards. So being a city champ, you know that you get to you know compete against the best Catholic League school at the time. So I think there's nothing wrong with that situation. I just think as the public league goes, we have to make sure that we're more competitive so those same teams aren't always in representation.
2: Now that's a great point that you bring up, Coach. So a new team,
11: a new season, do North Lawndale Phoenix have a new model, or new slogan, Coach? There's nothing new. As far as things go, again, I'm, I want them to establish it, you know, so I just want them to come hitting the ground hard. Everything we're gonna do, we're gonna play fast. That doesn't change, and we wanna make sure that we, you know, hit hard.
2: At Quest, you allowed the team to come up with a slogan for them. That's the same tier, North Are you gonna allow the team to come up with something, and have they already?
11: Uh, they have not. I think that again, it's, it's just like an ingredient, and when you're baking a cake, if you miss that ingredient, it might be flat, or it might be, you know, it might overflow the pot or, you know, things like that. You gotta make it just right. So, in order for this thing to be just right, these guys are gonna have to collaborate with each other, you know, build that family, build that companionship with each other, and brother-to-brother brother establish their goals.
2: Coach Zo Harris, what would you like to tell the North Lawndale fans that support this football program and team about the upcoming 2018 season?
11: Let's bring the West Side back. I know Al Raby's been doing that thing out here, but uh, let's bring a little bit of football chatter right back to the West Side over here in the North Lawndale area. So, Come out and support, make it a festivity. I know the West Side likes the barbecue, man. Let's get those grills going and let's play some football.
2: Yeah, I definitely want a tailgate plate from now. Cozo, I want you to fill in the blank of this sentence for me, okay? In one word, North Laundale Phoenix football is
11: fire. You gotta raise the phoenix. Phoenix is a bird of fire, so if you know anything about it, it's gonna continue to rise. Fire rises, so uh, I think with the right footwork and leg work put in place, these guys can uh, go as far as they are willing to. Disguise the, the limit. I
2: love it. I love it. Always get some good quotes from you, Coach o. Coach Alonzo Zoe Harris. We wish you and the 2018 North Northlandale Phoenix football team all the best in your inaugural year as head football coach. Thank you for joining us on the H2S2 football preview on the High School Holler
11: Sports Show, man. Thank you very much, Coach o. Oh, Thanks for having me, man. Always a pleasure. High School Holler.
2: This summer, you've heard in previous interviews, we asked coaches about their feeling regarding the realignment within the Chicago Public Football League, which actually placed various coaches in schools in new conferences, like our next two coaches. Back of the Yards, College Prep Bobcats, Coach Seamus Murphy, and Walter Payton, Grizzly Coach George Kupchak, two great coaches whose schools will clash in the Illinois Prairie State Conference. And trust me, these two schools are well prepared for the battle.
0: Exclusive, hot, new place. high school holler here! Is-
2: the Yards, college prep high school, home of the Bobcats, with their head football coach, Coach Seamus Murphy. Welcome to the H2S2 show and our 2018 football preview,
7: Coach. Thanks for having me, Steve. Appreciate you guys having us on. Hey, Coach, tell us, how long have you been at the helm
2: of the Back of the Yards Bobcats football team? I had the uh,
7: privilege of starting the program back in 2015. Um, that was our first year, so we're, uh, we're entering our fourth year as a program. This
2: back-of-the-yards Bobcat team finished undefeated last year with a record of 6-0 in the Chicago Public League Great Lakes Conference. Finishing as the conference champs, congrats on that achievement, because that's a big one for you guys. What do you contribute to
7: last year's Bobcat football success? Um, I'd say last year it started with our senior leadership. They laid the foundation for the program. It was their third full year as a group. So they really laid the foundation for the guys. And then really all the kids just bought in to hard work, discipline, and commitment to the program. And then, and then lastly, our coaching staff. Um, We have a great coaching staff, a lot of cohesiveness, a lot of knowledge on the staff, and really it's just a combined effort with with the kids buying in and, and having a good coaching staff.
2: Tell us about that coaching staff that helps you out, man, and mold these young men.
7: Yeah, we've uh, we've got a lot of experience on our staff. Um, Tim McNamara, he's our defensive coordinator. He's been coaching with us since 2015 when we started the program. He was a D1 football player, so he brings a lot of, a lot of knowledge and experience to our guys on defense. Marty McNamara, uh, he's our offensive coordinator. Uh, we coached together at Lincoln Way West, um, and we actually played against each other too when I was at Sanford and he was at Lincoln Way Central. A inner rivalry there. Yeah, a little inner rivalry, but now we're, we're putting our heads together and we're trying to figure out uh, creative ways to put points on the board. And then we got Will Johnson, he's been an assistant with us, the program started, he played college ball and he's had experience a coach in coaching the public That's a big help. And then we got a new addition to our staff, Reggie White. He's played semi-pro, so, again, we've got a lot of different um, backgrounds, a lot of experience that brings different things to the table for the kids. So uh, our coaching staff has really done a great job. Uh, Looking forward to the new coaching staff we have this year. Let's
2: take a moment to talk about how that success from last year that you guys came up with and how your former players from last year's team have gone on to play collegiate football, how that success has helped them.
7: Yeah, I mean, I think those, those three guys that we have going to play at the next level, um, biggest thing is they, they understand what it takes to be great, not only as an athlete, but as a Person, Um, we preach every day character, academics, football as a priority and a motto that we have in our program for our players to live by, and I'm confident they will continue to do that at the next level. the success of last year brings some
2: high expectations in the 2018 and a new season. How does the roster potentially
7: look for the Bobcat? Player? As a coaching staff, we really like the roster. We have a lot of starters returning on both sides of the ball. A lot of guys playing both ways, but a lot of experience both offensively and defensively. really like the experience we have on the offensive line with Sam Toribio, Armando Resendez, and Kevin Pacheco. Those are all three four-year starters for us. So we're looking for a couple of new guys to step up and and take on those other two spots. Skilled guys-wise, both offensively and defensively, we'll look to Carl McNichols, Forrest Murph IV, Keyshawn Brown, Emilio Rivera, Eddie Ramirez, and James Granite, especially to lead our defense. Again, we got a good mixture of of line and skilled guys coming back. Um, We do have a couple of spots where we're losing those three guys that went on to play college ball. We need guys to step up and fill those roles, and we're going to have a good battle at quarterback quarterback for the summer and we're looking to fill some more offensive lineman spots and then really looking to see what we can do uh at that other inside linebacker spot but
2: other than that
7: you know we really like the roster we have coming
2: in. coach i want to talk to you about how will you and your coaching staff evaluate this year's talent on this team talent is
7: something we look at every year but i'm more concerned with the other things tangible like tangibles after every camp session, we look, at, we look at their energy, what type of effort and attitude they have, and most importantly, the commitment to the program. Just, are they here every day? Their attendance is huge. So, yeah, talent is one thing, but I, I'm looking, and we as a staff are looking at those other attention-to-detail type things.
2: Now, those of us who follow football, Coach, we know there are three components to this game. you got offense, defense, and special teams. I want to know from you, which of these would you say you feel most confident about in 2018?
7: Well, to be honest, we, at the varsity level, in our program, we've got a lot of guys so they're, they're on both sides and they're playing in the special teams. But specifically, from an offensive standpoint, um, we feel really good about our offensive line. Like I said earlier, we got a lot of experience there. And then defensively, we got a lot of experience in the secondary. So there are you know parts to both sides of the ball. Uh, that we feel good about. And really, now it's just fine-tuning and developing those other areas. And as well as putting an emphasis on special teams. Special teams can win and lose games. Um, we've got a kicker, Ivan Perales. He kicks off for us and, and last year, I want to say, he had about 15 touchbacks, So he can boot it. Um, and, and that sets your defense up great when, when the opposing offense is, is starting at the 20th the time. So um, we're, we're going to put an emphasis on all three facets of the game. We're looking to develop in all What
2: can you share with
7: our listeners
2: Without giving away too much What's the mentality of Bobcat football On both sides of the ball offense
7: Overall I mean discipline I mean that's where it all starts But specifically offensively You know we want to be explosive uh, we, we want to have a, a physical To us up front Defensively we want to be relentless To the ball uh, We want to have great pursuit by all of the guys Um And again, be physical. Coach, What have you noticed from last year's success
2: and winning? Has it done for your veterans that are returning?
7: I think it's definitely motivated them. They're hungry. They're hungry to make another run at the state playoffs. The guys understand that you have to put work in. Um, you can't be afraid of work, and, and I think the guys really saw that last year. They saw how much hard work we put in in the summer, and they saw the benefit to it in the fall. You know, we, we always tell our guys, games aren't won in August, September, and October. They're won in those off-season months, and as long as they're bought into to working during those off-season months, into the season, we're going to be in good shape.
2: Last year, we great late to come. What's your feeling about this year's realignment throughout the public league, and do you think that'll have any effect on Bob
7: Yeah, I really like the realignment. I feel like the public league as a whole, there will be more competitive games throughout the entire public league, and teams will be more prepared for the state playoffs. Um, as far as we're concerned, we have a much more challenging schedule this year, um, but we look forward to the opportunity to compete against great programs uh, coming up on the schedule. Talking about the schedule and, and competing. Take us to the type of competition you guys will face. Start with you yeah, non-conference, we open up with Kelly. Kelly's a great neighborhood rival that we got going. It brings out a great crowd, and the kids get really into it. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's a neighborhood It's a neighborhood game, so those are always fun. And then we got Sarah Gill. Um, this is actually the second time uh, we're playing them. So there's some familiarity there. We got them week two. Uh, that's, our, that's our home opener. And then conference-wise, we got some things on the schedule are going to be tough. Kenwood, uh, they're extremely athletic. They've got a lot of talent, uh, both offensively and defensively. Looking forward to the Brooks game. they got a quarterback from what I've heard that's pretty talented and special. And then uh, North Lawndale and Peyton, I think those are all games that are going to be really competitive and really good for our kids to compete in. From schools that we had on our previous segment. Awesome, awesome.
2: That's great. Now, Coach, in your opinion, and for our listeners and the
7: Bobcat fans, what game do you feel we should come out to? It's going to be some good high school football. I think any of the games I just mentioned, really. Those are all quality programs. So we feel, you like know, over the course of the three years, we have, we've elevated our game there. I mean, three years ago, we started out in the inner city and we steadily progress through I think week one Kelly it's the first one it's the most important one at this point we got to take one game at a time that's the biggest thing want to know every week that's, that's ever the most.
2: Some of the goals that the s have set for themselves this year that filled off of last year.
7: Yeah, our goals really never change. Um, our first goal is to have a 3.0 team GPA. Um, you know, we preach to our kids student athletes, students first, athletes second. If your grades don't match up, you're not going to get up here. Um, so, so that's our first goal. 3.0 team GPA, that'll get us kind of in the right direction. Kids uh, being able to pursue college and, and things like that. Um, and then from a football standpoint, you know, we're really looking to have a winning season into that state playoffs. It's a huge goal for and, and this year, we're going to up the A a little bit. We've won two conference championships in a row, so our goal is to compete for that conference championship. But then, you know, try and win a state playoff game. Why not? What hurdles do you feel this
2: offseason that the Bobcats need to work on in order to have that chance at that state
7: I think the biggest thing for us is we, we just had our first two practices and we've had great energy, we've had great tempo, great intensity. We've got to be able to maintain that throughout the months of June and July. Sometimes when it gets out here and it's in the middle of the day and it's 100 degrees out in July, it's tough to get that tempo and that energy going. Um, so we got to do a better job of maintaining our, our temple intensity throughout the summer program. I think that'll put us in good shape. Coach Murphy, we've been asking
2: a lot of the coaches that we've talked to and had the privilege of talking to about their feelings about
7: the Chicago Prep Bowl game. What's your feelings about that game? I love it. I mean, it's there's a ton of uh, history uh, behind that game. I respect the game. I think it's great for high school football, um, you know, coming from our standpoint, though, uh, with the Chicago Public League, I I wish it was a little more inclusive, you know, only eight teams from the Chicago Public League get an opportunity, Um, I would like to see them kind of open it up a little bit. Teams
2: enter a new season with some type of motto or slogan, do the Bobcats have anything for the 2018 season?
7: We're always preaching character academic football, that's That's the priority that we try and get through our kids is is number one, character. They got to be good people. Someday school ends, and someday football and athletics end. So you got to be a good person, first and foremost. And then academics I mean, again, you're a student athlete, you're a student first, athlete second. We want to see our kids excelling through the classroom and doing everything they can to set themselves up for college and beyond. And then football. Um, Those are the three things that they really should be concentrated on. As far as this season in particular, our motto is brick by brick. Um, Our seniors last year, like I said earlier, uh, they were a great group. They laid the foundation for our program. Um, So the foundation's been set. Now we've got to keep building this Everyone's gotta do their part. Everyone's gotta take their brick and we gotta keep holding this brick by brick.
2: I love that coach. I love it. Coach Murphy, what would you like to tell the back of the yards, Bob pat fans, and our listeners on what to expect this upcoming season?
7: Yeah, there's gonna be some new faces out there, but we it's gonna be the same brand of football. We're gonna be disciplined, play tough on both sides of the ball, offensive and defensive hands teams. Offensive teams, offensive teams. Um, We're going to put an emphasis on the fundamentals, blocking, attacking, to ensure our success for the fall. Um, But but again, we got a great group. We got a a lot of experienced players, both offensively and defensively. Now we just got to put it all together and and work hard this summer and be ready to go come August. Coach Murphy, I want you to fill in the blank in this sentence. In one word, back of the yards, Bobcat football is lit. We are lit. Uh, we have fun, man. We, we work hard, we have fun, and the guys get after us. So we're lit. But uh, at the same time, though, I, I'd have to put in there family. We are a family, and we look out for each other, and uh, we want the best from each other. We push one another in order to accomplish our individual and team goals. We're going to work our tails off to accomplish those this season. So coach, Jameis Murphy, we wish you and the 2018 Back of the Bobcats football team continued success this 2018 season. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having us. We really appreciate it. And, uh, we'll see you out in the fall. Breakdown! down! Breakdown!
0: Breakdown! 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 Exc- Exclusive, hot new, high school holla.
2: We are here at Walter Payton College Prep High School, home of the Grizzlies, as we welcome Grizzlies head football coach, Joy Kupchak. Thank you for joining us for our H2S2 2018 football preview series, Coach. Thanks. Glad to be here. Coach, start by letting us know, how long have you been the head football coach of the Walter Payton Grizzlies? I'm entering my fourth season uh, with the
12: Walter Payton football team. It's been a great experience so far. A lot of great kids, a lot of great parents and we're looking forward to another great year in 2018
2: Coach I want you to just share with me as a longtime Bears fan how is it coaching at a high school named after one of the all time great football players and also Chicago Bears well I mean it's a really neat
12: thing to be able to walk out there and have Peyton across your jersey and I've put his number 34 on a lot of different your gear and your sweatshirts and your t-shirts and I think that you know we've done some really cool things affiliated with Walter Peyton in my time here we go up to Lake Forest where the, the Bears trained in the summer and we'll run up the hill where Walter ran and you know we'll be in the, the different facilities that the Bears used back in the 80s so it's really neat and we even have some pictures of kids sitting in Walter's old locker at Lake Forest College which is a really neat thing for our guys to be able to make a connection with uh, someone who's not only a great
1: football
2: player but, uh, but a great human being Wow I love that and that's a great thing for these kids to experience Now Coach Cupchak let's look back at the 2017 season for a moment. The Grizzlies finished as conference champs in the public league Illinois Heartland Conference with an undefeated record of 4 0 in conference, and the Grizzlies also finished with an overall record of 8 3, making it in both the state and city playoffs. What do you owe much of last year's success to?
12: I think every year for us, it's which new guys are going to step up into new roles. You know, seniors always graduate. It's just one of the, it's a reality of high school and college football. And what are your rising seniors and your rising juniors going to do to make an impact? And last year, we had a number of our senior class make really big impacts on the field. You know, we had a quarterback that set the school record for carries and, and passing yards, uh, and I just had a Eric Hanenberg who had a tremendous season. We had a wide receiver who hauled in 14 touchdown passes and was an All-City wide receiver for us. You know, as a senior as our defensive MVP who led the team in tackles, Ben Loman, and senior lineman who Carlos who never came off the field uh, from defensive tackle and offensive guards. So we had some seniors who stepped up in, in really big ways, but we also had uh, younger players. You know, we had a, a junior All-Conference player last year, Zach Anderson, who made big contributions for us, both as a running back, a wide receiver, and a defensive back. And uh, junior Andres Medina made a big plays for us in the wide receiver position as well in some of our tighter games against Kenwood and Lynn Bloom. And on the offensive line, we had two juniors last year, seniors this year, Colin Butler, Ryan Pilcher, who are just tremendous leaders and guys that our younger people can look to and really know what they need to do to be successful. So a lot of different people coming together to make 2017 a successful season. And it's always exciting to see who is going to step up from year to year. And we had, some guys do that last year and I'm looking forward to see who's going to do that in 2018.
2: Now the Grizzlies only had three losses during the season and the other two during the playoffs as we just mentioned. What did you and the Grizzlies team take away from those losses last year? You know I think that
12: you've got to look at every loss as an opportunity to learn and we certainly had the opportunity to do that. You know our opening loss to, to Lincoln Park you know it helped us realize you know we got a little get a little bit tougher around the goal line uh, we were inside the five yard line twice Against those guys and lost by two touchdowns, came away with no points. So as a coach, you know, with that loss, we saw really quickly, you know, look, we need to spend more time on this in practice, and we need to focus on this a little bit more. And uh, that's something we did uh, moving forward from that week two game against Lincoln Park. Uh, in, in the playoffs, you know, we played Glenbard South, challenging game. It was a very, very physical game. They had really, really good numbers in their program, probably about 50 or 60 varsity players, and we have 30. Not to make excuses, I think we got worn down a little bit, right? So this off season, we've really been focusing on strength and conditioning and figuring out, okay, how can we be physically a little bit better prepared to play in a game like that? And then from the just schematic point of view, uh, what can we do to, to prepare our guys mentally a little bit more for a game like that? And uh, we've done some things a little differently this offseason. We'll do some things differently uh, in the 2018 season. Focus on that mental preparation piece. Going into the the Glenbard South game, I think as a coaching staff, we mentally overloaded our players with, you know, if they're lined up like this, this is what they're going to do and that kind of thing. And, you know, we're going to try and slowly build up to that point. So if we're lucky enough to make it back to the playoffs this year, we'll be ready to carry the mental load that
2: entails. With last year behind you, as your coaching staff gets the Grizzlies prepared for the 2018 season, tell us about your coaching staff. I'll tell you what, I've been really
12: fortunate and our players have been really fortunate to work with a lot of great coaches on the staff here at Peyton. In my time here, we've had a number of coaches go from our coordinator position coaches to being head coaches at other places. I think our kids are really lucky to be able to work with guys of that caliber. Uh, coming back on our staff this year, very excited about the guys we have. Our our defensive coordinator Daniel Debonay will be returning and he has great playing experience and has been coaching with us. This will be his third year. Played for a year at the University of Illinois and also Concordia, Chicago, a Division 3 program where the team went 10-0 and he was an important member of their defense. And The kids really connect well with him and he's in the weight room a lot with them uh, over the offseason and I think you know, we're going to see an, an aggressive defense that uh, goes after the football and is well disciplined and you know, we're really focused on our tackling fundamentals this year with with Coach D, and that'll be really, really exciting. We're adding a few more coaches uh, to our staff that haven't been with us previously. We're adding a quarterback coach who had a very successful college career, uh, Dan Shannon, and then a linebacker running back coach who had a very successful high school career uh, and won a state championship as a senior, Jarrett Deveretti. And then returning to work with our JV players will be Bob General, who's just a, a great all-around coach here at Peyton. He's a, he's a Lane Tech grad, so has an understanding of kind of what our kids are like in terms of their academic focus. And he also works with baseball program, So uh, the kids see him a lot They've got a great rapport with him So I'm excited to have him back as well So it, it's a great group of coaches I'm fortunate to have the opportunity to work with them And I think that uh, our kids are too So I'm looking forward to it
2: Now tell us about some of the young men You have returning this year on the roster That will be representing the Grizzlies On the football field in 2018 For sure, great kids here at
12: Peyton all around They're a lot of fun to work with and I think I already mentioned some of our returning seniors Who were a big part of our success last year And I'll just reiterate their names Zach Anderson's coming back for us. He's been a two-time all-conference player for us in the defensive backfield as a wide receiver and we just ask Zach to do it all really and he'll line up at running back, he'll line up at wide receiver, he'll line up close to the line of scrimmage, he'll line up away from the line of scrimmage on defense. So he's a tough kid who knows his assignment and you can count on him to get the job done. So we're excited to have him. Uh, Andres Medina is a player who made some huge catches for us uh, at wide receiver and also played uh, a lot of corner and safety for us last year. Uh, made some really big plays, uh, caught the game ceiling touchdown against Kenwood We three last year and made some huge catches against Lindblom a few weeks after that and those were two of our very very challenging games last year so to have him back after a season working with our our track sprint coach uh, putting a little bit more speed on we're excited to see what he's going to do and I already mentioned Colin Butler and Ryan Pilcher those guys Ryan uh, has not missed a single snap the last two seasons so his sophomore year and his junior year he played every single offensive snap at center we'll look at him to be that reliable again in 2018 and I'm sure he will be he's really been putting the work in Uh, he's a three sport athlete Athlete plays basketball, baseball, and football. Uh, and we love those multi-sport athletes here at Peyton. They know how to get the job done for you. And then Colin Butler is just a force uh, in the weight room and then on our offensive line. Last year, you know, we, we'll move him around a little bit on defense. He'll play some D-line, he'll play some linebacker. Uh, but he does a great job, uh, not, not only on the field, knowing his assignment and getting the job done, but I think the example he sets for the younger kids. Colin is the kind of guy who's going to lead by example and then pull everyone else along with him. People follow him, people respect him. So those four seniors, I'm really, really excited to see what they do, not only with the with the summer preparation period we're going into here, but uh, with their final season of football here at Peyton.
2: That type of leadership, especially when you got an offensive lineman at center who's that experienced, that means a lot, especially for your quarterback and running back. For sure, for sure. I think that uh, our, our offensive line last
12: year it was a very, very strong unit for us. Both of those two individuals I mentioned started as sophomores and started again last year as juniors, and so to have them back as seniors, they'll provide good leadership for some of the other new starters who are going to be breaking in on the offensive line. We'll have a couple guys coming back who've started games, but maybe not necessarily a whole season. Colin and Ryan are our two guys we're really going to look to who have that
2: full season starting experience, and I think they'll be great leaders for that group. Coach Kupchak, take us through how you and your coaching staff will evaluate the players during the time you have with them in the offseason. I mean, I think the number one thing we look for is how committed to the program are you? How much time
12: are you willing to put into this? How much time are you willing to sacrifice? And that, that, that's what we preach to our guys, right? It's all about time, right? And then what is the quality? That time, what kind of energy are you putting in that time? Those are the two biggest things. Honestly, we believe that if we're together as a team, if we're working together, our guys are going to gel, they're going to learn what they need to learn, and that's going to translate into a successful season. We're a relatively small program. You know, we'll have anywhere from usually about 35 guys in our entire program, that includes freshmen, sophomores, juniors, seniors. And so we had a team meeting this morning, and I said it to our returners, and I I mean it every single guy out there matters. Like, we need every single one to have a great practice. So, really, that's going to be the number one thing we we look for from our guys and then when you're here what kind of effort and energy are you bringing and if you're you're doing those things we'll find a place for you on our football team that's guaranteed I mean the beautiful thing about football there are 66 starting positions you know and if you're putting the time energy and effort in you're going to find yourself in at least one probably more of those. I love that philosophy
2: coach. Last year you competed as we mentioned before in the Chicago Public League Align Heartland Conference. What's your feeling this year about the realignment throughout the Chicago Public League? I think it's good. The goal is to create more evenly matched games across the board.
12: And I think that the realignment has a real shot to do that uh, kind of based on the, the way it was shifted around. For us personally, I think our conference is definitely getting tougher. I mentioned Lynn Bloom and I mentioned Ken Wood. Both of those two teams are on our schedule again. Those were tough games for us. You know, those were games that were decided by 10 points or less and they were very, very physical and people walked away from those games and they were tired. And we played Clark last year there in our conference again. And although the final was 35-14, I feel like that game was much closer than the score indicated and uh, that was a physical tough game that we walked away from, you know, happy to get the win and so I'm expecting a lot more games like that throughout the entire schedule I mean, we're adding uh, Mather, which is a team we've never played before and they always have a tough defense and they always have hard-nosed kids who are going to come out and hit you for a full four quarters and We're adding Back of the Yards, which is a program great coaching staff, great facilities I think they made their first playoff appearance last year uh, so that's a, a team we've got to watch out for I, I really do think it's going to be a, a challenging schedule, but like I told the kids, that's what makes it fun. If we look back on last year, what Games were really memorable. Those were those dog fights against Kenwood, against Lynn Bloom, against Clark. I think we'll just have more games like that in 2018, assuming we can stay healthy and learn our
2: assignments and do what we need to do. You went through your your level of competition. Let me ask you for our listeners and for the Grizzly fans: Is there any game in particular that you would look to on your schedule? Is there like one game to say, "Man, this is going to tell me where our guys are"?
12: You know, I, I I don't think so. I think we're right now we're focused on Bulls Prep. You know, that's that's our week. One game. That's a team that's had a lot of success over the last three years. Uh, I actually coached there prior to becoming over to Peyton. I know a lot about the school. I know a lot about their coach. I mean, I, I respect what they do over there, and I think it's going to be a real challenge for us. Uh, week one, uh, knowing what they have coming back, they were playing really good football at the end of last year. You know, we will really have to play well. We want that game to, to go our way. For a one game at a time sort of thing, it's hard to win football games, period. You know, whether they're high school, college, professional, whatever. So you get yourself caught looking two weeks, three weeks, two months down. Down the road, it's not going to work out for you very well in week one, so we're worried about Bulls prep right now. Honestly, more than that, making our guys the best version of themselves and the best that they can possibly be right now.
2: Once we've taken care of
12: that, then we'll maybe turn our attention to, to some of our opponents.
2: Well, Coach, those who follow football knows that there's three components to the game. You got your offense, your defense, and your special team. Is there any component from the Grizzlies that you feel more confident about or that you are looking forward to seeing this 2018 season? As I mentioned, we're pretty small team the the guys who are playing offense are going to be the guys who are playing defense
12: are going to be the guys who are playing special teams in most cases Uh, certainly we have a few people who who maybe play on just one side of the ball but it really is a question of how is the the team going to come together they all kind of play in sync for us you know since there's so much overlapping personnel on all all different sides of the ball so I don't think there's any one particular thing that we're looking at to be you know strength or weakness just yet it's early to say what unit we're going to rely on but we'll get that figured out over the
2: next few weeks here we just got got to see how it all, all comes together now in a row. <laughs> I get it, Coach. Having made it to the postseason, as you enter into a new season, what are the goals set for you and your staff and to walk to Grizzly? I mean, like I said before, we're going to take things one game at a time and uh, with
12: the ultimate goal. You know, we're on a string of uh, a couple conference championships in a row, uh, so that's something we, we would like to do again, and I know it's something that's important to the kids. Like I mentioned, I think our conference is pretty tough this year, and it's going to be a tough road to go. You know, we're expecting to compete, uh, but we're expecting it to be a challenge as well. You know, we want to make it back to the state playoffs like we've been the last seven years you know we're looking to win a state playoff game it hasn't happened here at Peyton in the past that's something we want to do again
2: when you talk to a lot of different teams who enter a new season we often hear about models and slogans that the team has come up with or the coaching staff do the grizzlies have any type of team model or slogan for the 2018 season yeah so we put on our helmets team t-e-a-m
12: to stands for team first it's basically the four things we ask of our guys to be someone who puts a lot of time into the program. program. uh, brings their energy and effort into the program is willing to be held accountable uh, from their teammates and from their coaches and then at the end of the day he's oriented to be a man for others right so that's t-e-a-m team and that's something we talk about a lot and that comes from the foundation of the the expectation for our guys is that they they love and care about each other and they're committed to each other and i believe as a coach if they're doing those four things they're putting the time in that time is high quality because there's energy and effort they're accountable for their actions and then ultimately they're they're a man that's oriented towards the needs of others that the love and commitment that they're expected to show for one another is going to be self-evident. And that, that's something that we'll talk about. Uh, that's something we'll talk about as we go through our opening practices. We're getting guys out there early in the morning in June and July when it's their summer break. Just to frame it for them and explain, this is why we do what we do, right? It's, it's your commitment to your teammates so we all can be successful here. And it's not what any one guy does individually. It's what we all do together. It's a slogan, but it, I think it really is a recipe for success.
8: Oh man,
2: I love that slogan as well. Coach Tech. we've been talking with several coaches throughout our summer series about one of the things in the postseason, the Chicago Prep Bowl game. What, in their opinion, would they like to see the city of Chicago and CPS football do to help further support the Prep Bowl game? Um, share with us your opinion about the Chicago Prep Bowl. I think it's exciting. You know, we, we start out the season and our, our practice
12: and game calendar is put together right now and we've got it going all the way to, to Thanksgiving, right? And that, that's where we want to be. That's where the and we talk about when we're practicing on Labor Day, the teams that practice on Thanksgiving also practice on Labor Day. And the only way you're practicing on Thanksgiving is if you're going to the Prep Bowl or you're playing in the state title, right? And that, ultimately, that, that's where you want to be if you're a high school football program. I think the Prep Bowl's great. I think it's a, it's a fantastic tradition that Chicago Public League and the Chicago Catholic League kept going. We were a, a couple games away two years ago, and this year we got knocked out in the second round. So it's it's a fun thing to be a part of. I just think it's a great tradition, and I'm, I'm thankful that we're, we're able to be a part of it as a Chicago Public League program.
2: How great would it be if they were bringing it back to Soldier Field and have the Walter Payton Grizzlies participate. I think that could happen, Coach, one year. I think you guys can make it. But I know the ultimate goal is to bring home that state trophy. We want to make sure that you guys keep that focus as well. Now, Coach, I want to talk to you about what our listeners and the Grizzlies fans can expect from the Walter Payton football program in 2018. Well,
12: we plan to be a team that's going to play hard for all four quarters. We're going to be disciplined. We're going to know our assignments. Regardless of who we play, uh, whether they're a highly rated team or maybe a team where we feel like we should we should be able to win the game, you're going to see our best effort. And that, that's what I hope we see out of our boys this year, and I'm confident that we will. And, I mean, more importantly like than that, we'll prepare like a championship team. You know, from, from Monday to, to Friday, we're doing what we need to do, so then when we play a game on Saturday, the results are just self-evident. That's the ultimate goal. And as a coach, that's really what you want to see. You want to see a team that's preparing well uh, every single day that they're at practice.
2: I want you to fill in the blank of this sentence for me. In one word, Walter Payton, Grizzly football
12: is... Is. I'd say it's family. I think the the relationships that are our kids form with each other. I mean, not only that, the, the parents form with each other as they come out and support their sons and you know help our football program become what it is. It really does feel like a family, and I've I've had parents of graduating seniors tell me that on more than one occasion uh, how they're really going to miss this. So I think family is a fair way to describe what we've got
2: going on here, and hopefully we see that continue into the future. Coach Kupchak, we wish you and the 2018 Walter Payton Grizzlies football team continued success. This season and thank you for joining us for our h2s2 high school football preview on the high school holla sports show thank you coach my pleasure go grizzlies
0: high school holla
2: we ended our summer high school football tour showing some love to two coaches and schools from the city's south side. Coach Sean Finney from Ag Science, his Cyclones look to storm their way through the Illinois Windy City Conference after they made history by making the postseason last year. And new head football coach, Brandon Hughes, who is ushering in a new era at Hansberry College Prep as he pushed his bingo football program one more inch all summer to give them a chance at winning in the Intra City 3 Conference.
0: Exclusive ha! new high school holla. Here it comes.
2: We come out to the city south side to Hansberry College Prep High School, home of the Bengals, straight out of the Chicago Public League. We welcome Bengals head football coach Brandon Hughes to the H2S2 show for our 2018 football preview. Coach Hughes, how you doing today? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good.
1: I'm
2: good. <laughs> oh yeah, y'all hear it. We got the big ones in the house today, Coach. Start by telling us how long have you been
1: here at Hansberry College Prep coaching football? Um, honestly, this is my first year here um, at Hansberry. Um, I coach track here, so I got a couple of track kids that play football. So this is the first year.
2: Being your first
1: year here at Hansberry, tell our listeners your football philosophy. My football philosophy is just you know, passionate, have fun, want to spread you out, throw the ball, defense, want to play man to man coverage, and blitz. But that's my philosophy, and let's get out, let's get some wins mainly. That's the main thing.
2: Now, when we're on the show, we love to ask coaches who have started a program or starting new at a program,
1: tell us about the first meeting with your team. My first meeting was we had it in the gym room. Just sat down and I was like, look, just gave him a little background about me and I was like, look, here I come to win. I'm going to make some changes in the school, which I already have done with the weight room. Changing that up. Money. <laughs> trying to get some money in here and just, that's about it. Just straight to the point. Like, let's just try to win and try to win some games and have fun and get kids to college. That's my always my main thing. That's the biggest thing to me is if they can get to college somewhere I've done my job,
2: and we obviously have a room full of some of your players here, so it was
1: well received. I hope it was well received, or they won't be playing. So.
2: <laughs> was it well received, fellas. Yes, sir. Oh wow, yeah, I see it. it was well received. The Bengals had some struggles. Let's go back last year. I know you weren't the head coach, but what do you know about the team from last year? They had some struggles last season, only one win, which was a conference win. But tell us,
1: what did you know about the team coming into? This? Probably what I noticed, just the preparation. Um, I think. We the school just didn't have A resource for them to be successful. They had coaches that were outside of the school. Like I'm actually one of the coaches that are in the school. I'm actually an administrator at the school. Okay. So that's the difference. Part is you know I'm on the leadership team and stuff like that. So I think I think that was the big thing. Some of the players said practice also as well as weight room. Like they didn't go to the weight room that much. So I think that's a big plus of be just going to the weight room. That'll get us at least two, three, four, five wins just based off just being stronger. And just the kids are committed. They want to win. I'm gonna use Justin who's like quarterback, as an example, he's tired of losing. He always said he's tired of losing. He's like, I'm tired of losing, and he wants it bad enough.
2: And sometimes, that hunger, it lights off a spark in
1: there, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, it does. Like I said, when they're more motivated, I'm more motivated. So, I guess they feed off me. I come in with a lot of energy, and they just give it back. You know, and the ones that don't give it back, well, we're gonna get it out of them.
2: Coach, what's the first step for you, as a coach, in preparing
1: this Hansberry Bengals team for the 2018 season? Just preparation, and getting them out to practice and understanding concepts and understanding what we're trying to do as a team and what we're trying to do as a school. I always tell them that the football team is the leaders of the school. They're the first ones that kick the school year off and they make it go. They're the leaders. They brand the whole school. Without them, the school is a little bit different. That was always my first step is like rebranding them and saying, hey, you are the leaders of the school. Let's make this thing work and let's set the tone for the school year.
2: Coach Hughes, I like that. I like that because football is the first sport that kicks off the school year. That's a great way of looking at it. When you look at your roster at the returning place, Players
1: and the new ones making the varsity this year what does the roster look like for you we you know we got a handful of seniors handful of freshmen that are becoming sophomores and then we got some incoming freshmen so it's sprinkled all the way around you know we, like, we got some we got Justin we got uh, Curtis who's coming back Mike who's coming back they're, they're juniors going into their senior year, just to name off a couple Chris Davis is coming back he's a junior going into his senior year so basically with the seniors is it's sprinkled all a different ways but I really do want to send a senior class out on a good note like they're going to set the standard once we start are winning here, then everybody else will just trickle in and take over, and they lead by example. Starting the culture already. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Starting the culture. But like they set the bars. Coach you're the head coach. Like people say, it takes
2: a village to raise a child, it takes a coaching staff to mold a team. Tell us
1: about some of your coaches that assist. Well. I'm still in the process of looking for a couple coaches. I got one that's be coming from another school, and I got some people that's in um building that's going to help out and assist. They already know what's the expectation of and everything. This is just the start part and everything, like just getting them acclimated and getting them doing what I, what I need them to do. But once the staff is here, we're ready to go and rock and roll. Like I said, my whole thing is to push them to make them great and get them to the next level and just want to dominate and want to win. For me as, a, as an educator, that means the word. That means I've done my job as a coach, teacher, mentor, Motivator And also as a parent You know as Because at the end of the day I have my own child But guess what These are my extended kids too I've done my job That means the world to me Coach How would you and your coaching staff Evaluate the talent you have On this squad this year? We're just evaluated based off heart, based off ability. Like I said, you know, I've already started putting people in certain places that they that I know they can do. That's one thing I've always been able to have my I guess my mom always said I have that type of gift. You can see something that somebody can do before they can do it. So that's how we're just evaluated, just looking at putting them in the right spot the right place, the right time. What type of culture are you looking to build here at Handsbear? Well, for a school perspective, it's always the coach is already set up. You know, I'm no nonsense, very disciplined. But for athletic wise, I want this type of coach, I want people to be proud of their school. Proud of them going to Hansbury. Proud of them when they go outside to school, they want to represent it to the fullest. Like, yeah, that's where I go. I go to Hansbury. I'm a bingo. I represent it to the fullest. And they'll be proud of their school. Now, what's the strongest aspect do you see from last year's team coming into this year? Strongest? Probably their mental tenacity and their drive. They want to get better. They're not selling for that one loss. They're like, no, nah, we want to be better. So probably that's the strength of part of the team. is like They want to get better. They want to improve. And like I said, it's a lot of things that I implemented this year that I always ask them, like, did you do that last year, they was like, no, we didn't do that last year, no. And they constantly keep coming back for more. Some kids, like, I don't want them more. They they come back for more. I'm like, alright, and then they keep coming, so keep going a little harder and harder and harder.
2: Now, Coach, for those who follow football, we all know that football is made up of three components. You got your offense, your defense, and your special teams. What are you looking to be your strongest
1: component that you're more confident about from this Bengals football? From me perspective, okay, I'm offense first, but at the end of the day, offense win games, defense win championships. So without defense it don't even matter those, those are the guys that winning this crunch time hey defense on the field let's go win the game defense win championships at the end at the end of the day so. And obviously, we got a lot of defensive people in the room. <laughs> uh, we, we got a mixture. We got offense and defensive players in here. But I just I just know in order to be successful, you got to have a good defense. Offense, put up points. Defense, stop them. That's just how it Usually the best NFL teams have the best defense. They have good offense. They have the best defense. Can't beat them. Well,
2: that's true. Last year, the Hansberry Bengals competed in the Chicago Public League Ultra City Five Conference. How do you feel about the realignment throughout the public league? And how
1: would that affect you and your team? Well, it really does. In fact, because you know, like majority of times we play all the noble schools, um, and besides the outside first team that would play that's out of conference, so it really doesn't affect us too much at the end of the day. They just got to do their part, regardless of who we play. One team, the first team up, hey, just try to take them out and beat them and go to the next. It really does that alignment really doesn't affect us too too much.
2: Now, talk to us about the
1: competition on your schedule that you'll face this year. I'm gonna use Justin, he got it, he got a person in vendetta against Spear, so I'm gonna just put them, I'm just say them, they just want to some of them want to beat Spear, but we also, I will probably say another good. The competition team Is probably Gary Comer um, Who is just locally Near us and everything I think that's probably Might be the biggest Competition Out of the whole league For us
2: So our listeners Should circle The Hansberry Versus Spear game that, That's the one That's the one Okay Okay well y'all Heard it here Y'all heard it here we, we, I think Wife I think we'll be At the Hansberry Spear game That sounds like A good one to make Besides those two Are there any other Noble street Rivalries Johnson. With Hansberry
1: Johnson Johnson College Gary Comer, Johnson College Prep. So, so I'll probably say those. That's what they'll say. To me, I'll be like, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Whoever, whoever's in the way, they just in the way of stopping us again getting where we got to go. So they the first casualty. So whoever first team is, second team, third, they just just taking one by one.
2: Now, Coach Hughes, what are some of the goals you have
1: planned for you and the Hansberry Bengals this year? As everybody else said, they want to win the Nobel Championship. So that's always a goal. My personal goal is just constantly, as long as we progress and we get better, um, we constantly, See progress, getting better every day. We trying to win a day. Like every time you come here, let's try to win a day. Let's try to make the best out this day. Let's try to enjoy what we doing. And then, like I said, my goal as just as a coach is, if I get them to school to play ball somewhere, I've done my job. Because I know if I do that, wins will come. If there, if kids are going off to school playing ball, and I love bolstering talking about, like yeah, I used to coach that kid at that school, and like I told them too, like if you go to school, all I want is tickets. So I'd rather see them go to school and then the wins come. Go to school to play football, go to school to play track or whatever. endeavor they choose their life. I've impacted them. I have won, so that's my goal here at Hansburg is like to constantly keep progressing and making a move forward. All
2: right. Well, Coach, we've been asking many of the coaches that we've talked to throughout this summer series that we're hosting about their thoughts about the Chicago Prep Bowl football game. What's your thoughts about that game and what you feel
1: the city of Chicago and CPS football could be doing to further support Prep Bowl game? I guess probably just market it a little bit more, promote it a little bit more because, you know, the Prep Bowl is usually two inner-city squads or, like, Catholic school versus a uh, public school. I think just, just marketing a little bit more because they usually played in Soldier Field. Am I correct?
2: Yeah, yeah? And, and now it's back to Gately Stadium and ah. many, many coaches want it back at Soldier Field.
1: Yeah, you I would probably say we want it back at Soldier Field because that was like an honor. You know, like man, we're playing in a bear where the Bears play at and everything like that. A lot of high school teams in the city play at Gately. So it's like being prepared, but we play at Gately. now, nah, put us back at Soldier Field and everything like that. So I think just promoting it, getting it out there, and just you know, amping it up and like, you know, make people proud of some of the teams be proud of it.
2: Now with the new season, a new team, comes new models
1: and new slogans. did the Hansberry Bengals have a, a model, a slogan for 2018 yet? Um I got one and one of our culture specialists actually he actually introduced it to me um and I'm trying to get this on their uniform but feel the roar like the Bengals Roar so that'd be like the model feel the roar and I'm gonna actually get it painted in the weight room.
2: So how y'all feel about that? That sounds good. good. That sounds good. good. Coach Hughes, I want to ask you, what would you like to tell the Hansberry Bingo fans and our listeners on what to expect in 2018
1: from your football program? Just come out and support the games. And, hey, let's uh, come and see some real good football coached-up kids. And let's shine and let's, let's act the fool and let's ball. And that's it. Like, we just coming out here and play ball and have fun and hey, let's win some games. And that's, that's it. the only thing that matters. Come out and win the games and support. Support the team. Support your kids that are out here playing. Big time support. I mean, that's the biggest thing is having fan support, student support, administration support, all that plays a major part.
2: Now, Coach Hughes, I want you to fill in the blank of this sentence for me. In one word,
1: Hansberry College Prep Bingo football is? Waste. They're good kids. They're good kids. And um, not going to be rattled. Saying what we're doing.
2: Coach Hughes, we thank you for joining us and wish the 2018 Hansberry Bengals football team all the best in this upcoming season. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. I want I want y'all to close it out. I want to hear a close out, man. Yeah. How y'all close it out Hansberry Bingo style. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hey. Yeah. hey. Hey. Check
6: up, check up, check up. Who's out? Who's out? Who's out? Who's out? Who's out? Who's 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 Give me two claps in the book. All
2: right, that's the Hansberry Bingos oh. people.
0: <laughs> Exclusive hot new high school holla
2: we're ready to talk with another chicago area high school football coach about their football program this week we come out of the city southwest side we welcome agricultural science high school cyclones head football coach sean fennin thank you for joining us on h2s2 and our summer 2018 football preview coach hey thank you for having us now coach let's talk about how long you've been at the helm of this cyclones football program
4: i've been with the program for seven years this will be my third year it's the head coach. Very excited about where the program's going. process process that is taking us there.
2: Coach Fennin, let's look back at the 2017 season for a moment. The Cyclones finished second in the Chicago Public League Great Lakes Conference with a an 5-1 record. The Cyclones also finished with an overall record of 6-4, and four, making it to the state playoffs in the postseason. What's your assessment of your team's performance last year? Last year's performance was unbelievable. It was a remarkable year.
4: Uh, history in the making at Chicago Ag. First time ever we made the state playoffs in football in the 4A. It was just wonderful. The kids just trusted the process and got better each week. The last two games, they had to win them, and we won them each by 40 or more points to get ourselves into the playoffs. So it was a great way to break the door down and finally get a chance at what the IHSA playoffs are all about.
2: Now, when we talk about motivating young men and making that push towards the end of the season, you had some help on this coaching staff. Tell us a little bit about your coaches.
4: My right-hand man is uh, Craig Dovidge. He's my D coordinator. He had a chance to go to Thornton High School, but he wanted to stay here. With with us, and we always talk about the process, and I thank him for doing that. Uh, without him, you know, we couldn't do it last year. He was a big part of it. My uh, head sophomore coach is Vince Patterson. He's just an awesome dude, man. He just He's here all the time. He's great with the kids. He's like a grandpa to the kids, and uh, just love having him. And then we got a former player that played here back in the early 2000s, Richard Price, that's going to come out and help with the running backs this year. So we're excited about our coaching staff. We've been working the kids hard in the weight room.
2: Can't wait to see the results. Well, Coach, we're entering a new season. Tell us about some of the young men you have returning this year on the roster that would be representing Ag Science on the football field. We
4: have a lot of returning starters on offense and defense. Quarterback Elijah Jones is going to be a year older now. He's going to be a junior. The year that he had last year as a young quarterback and learned a lot. I'm excited to see his process and how he comes out and takes the leadership role. His main target right here is standing right next to you, Tony Stafford. Talk about a true leader. The guy is just growing and growing each year and I'm very proud of him. He uh, had five touchdown catches last year and I I expect so much more out of him this year. He's going to take on a bigger row offensively and defensively. We have our running back, Savon Taylor, back. We have a up-and-coming running back that I think is going to be really good this year is uh, Chris Whitehead. Offensive line, we got four or five of the starters back that really opened up some holes for these guys last year. So I'm um, extremely excited about the offense defensively. We're going to be extremely fast. It's going to be fun to watch us. You know, Last year we were young and we made the playoffs. I can't wait to see what we're going to do this year. But we went up a conference and the conference is going to be a lot stiffer competition than it was last year. So, all the preparation in the weight
2: room that will be ready for them. Coach, tell me how you and your coaching staff, with the time that you have with the team, how would you evaluate your team this offseason? Well, the work that we put
4: in the weight room is critical because last year we, we made the playoffs and we ran into a Rochelle and the football program they had. And then in the offseason, I kept on showing them that, that game film of them being physically stronger than us. And I told them, I said, if you want to compete and go farther in the playoffs, you got to Get bigger, faster, stronger. And, you know, a lot of them took it and went with it. And that's my assessment. Who's going to do what it takes to become better? And who's go- who wants to be great? We were good last year. I want to be great. And that's the, uh, you know, the mindset that we're trying to go with is we don't want to be good no more. We want to break the door down. We want to get in the playoffs, but we want to make a run in the playoffs. And Rochelle showed us the way last year. They showed us what physical football is all about. And that's what, you know, we had to do is get in the weight room. And I, I'm hoping that we'll see the results pay off this year.
2: Coach Sennan, last year you competed as we mentioned before in the Chicago Public League Great Lace Conference and we've been asking a number of the coaches that we've been featuring throughout our summer series what's your feelings this year about the realignment throughout the Public League? The
4: one thing I, about Chicago I like is you get the team that won the conference gets to go up the losing team goes down maybe because they didn't have the talent to compete in that conference I enjoy that growing up in the suburbs we always had our rivals and it's hard to get a rival when you don't have the same teams in the conference you know with the declining Numbers in in Chicago with football teams and teams dropping. You know I think Jaton Jackson and Mickey Pruitt did a great job of trying to put together the best system to help out Chicago Public League. You know and I I think it's going to work out well. I think the conference we're in it's very you know competitive and you got to go out and you got to compete and you got to you know have strategy and ready to go against each team. I'm excited about. It. I'm going to miss not playing like Sarah Good or you know other teams that we've kind of got a rival with, but that's okay. We're just going to play our schedule and make sure that you know we. Take each team and go at it and
2: scout them and break it down and be prepared to play each team. Talking about the level of competition you have faced this year, tell us about some of the teams you got on your schedule. I know that you guys are in the Windy City Conference right now, which consists of, like you said, a whole lot of new but bigger schools that you haven't seen before. Well, week one, we play Lindblom, uh, and I know uh, our kids
4: are excited about that. Uh, Lindblom is a great program. Uh, Week two, we go against Hubbard. I really want to play them again because two years ago, they had one of the better running backs in Chicago beat up on us for good so I want to just redeem ourselves make sure that we go in there and we're ready to play Hubbard Uh, they have a great coaching staff over there they do a great job King High School we also play I saw them play last year in person they played in front of us really good athletes you know so each week is a challenge and you know we're excited can't wait for those first three games but the only game we're worried about right now is Lindblom and make sure that we're prepared for
2: Lindblom coach for those who follow football it's broken down in so many different components the offense defense special team is there one component this year that you and your coaching staff are really confident and excited to see this 2018? You know, you could think
4: that way, but my, my thinking is you got to prepare for all three components of the game. you got to be good offensively, you got to be good defensively, and, I, and we put a lot of work in our special teams. You know, we don't want to lose a game with special teams. I've seen so many teams lose games with special teams, and that's the first thing we do for the first 20 minutes every day of practice is special teams. So every day, we work on offense, defense, and special teams to make sure that each component is ready for that week's schedule. And then we Play a lot of Friday night games, so it's gonna be a very strict schedule Monday to Thursday to prepare for that Friday night game.
2: Now, having made it to the postseason, as you enter a new season, what are some of the goals you and your coaching staff have set for the Ag Science Cyclone? Last year we were 80-20 with a run pass.
4: And I think this year we're gonna be a lot more able to throw the ball with Elijah Jones and you know his backup Calvin King's been putting a lot of work into. And I think that you're gonna see a explosive offense because of the passing game with our up the gut, run the ball. I mean, you know, we, we come right at you with our run game. You better be able to stop. If you don't, we're going to pound the ball on you. And now with Elijah developing and all our talented receivers just getting bigger, faster, stronger, right, I feel that we could put some points on the board to share. Hopefully, you know, we'll see what happens, you know, take it day by day.
2: We talk to a lot of teams, Coach, who enter a new season with a motto, a slogan, or coachism, or something like that. Do the Cyclones have anything? You know, uh, Coach Dovich always has his sayings,
4: and, uh, you know, the one thing we preach to them is bigger, faster stronger. Let's do it. Let's get bigger faster, stronger. Let's make our run because we're going to outwork you. We're going to out-hustle you and that's because we're bigger, faster, and stronger.
2: Yeah, I like that one. I like that one. We've been asking coaches around the Chicago Public League about their feelings about the Chicago Prep Bowl. In your opinion, what's your feelings about that game and what the city of Chicago or CPS football can do to help support that? I think it's an awesome you know, see the Catholic League play the Public League. It's good football. You know,
4: my my father-in-law played back in 19... 69 when Mount Carmel played Dunbar. And he talked about how he played against Mr. T and how they beat them. You know? My father was you know, all-state football player. I think it's good, man. It's, you know, you want to go play against those uh, city Catholic League teams and, and show them that you can play with them. I mean, if you look at football throughout the state right now with Phillips, you know, they brought a lot of great attention to Chicago Public League. There's a lot of great players in Chicago Public League. And you ever see the college coaches come in? They come into our area because they want these talented young men that you know they're going to go on and do great things. So It's great to have that prep bowl. It's great to see that there's a lot of talent in Chicago Public League, and I don't think that game should be taken away. I think that, you know, we should always keep that game going.
2: Coach Finney, I want to give you an opportunity. What would you like to tell the Ag Science fans and listeners what to expect from the 2018 Cyclones team? Get your popcorn
4: ready. We're going to have some fun this year. Come out and support these young men. They've been working hard. You know, alumni come out, support these guys. We're going to have fun. It's going to be exciting football. We're going to no matter what, win or lose, we're going to
2: try our best. Coach, I want you to fill in the length in this sentence for me in one word agricultural science cyclone football is exciting
4: because you're getting bigger, faster, and stronger.
2: <laughs> I love it. I knew, somehow, Coach, I knew that was coming out. We want to thank you and wish 2018 Agriculture and Science Cyclones football team continued success this season. We look forward to covering you guys, and thank you for joining us on the H2S2 High School Football Preview Series. Hey, thank you. This is a
4: great thing you're doing for the young men and, and bringing attention to you know, the Chicago Public League. I thank you for that.
2: That's awesome stuff. I'm telling you, watch out for the Cyclones because here they come.
0: High School how-
2: We want to thank all the coaches for joining us and inviting us to learn more about their football program. It was an amazing time visiting all these schools from the Chicago Public League. And I'm telling you, if you're not out supporting your local Chicago Public School this season... You're doing an injustice because there's a lot of great talent all across Chicago throughout the Chicago Public League. It's time now to reveal our 2018 H2S2 Game of the Week football schedule featuring all 10 teams we covered this summer. We looked over everyone's football schedule and circled some of the games you heard mentioned in these interviews this summer, which will carry us through the entire football season, our
3: first H2S2 game of the week will
2: be September 1st, the Hansberry Bengals taking on the David Spear Academy. Week two of the season. In week three, it's the Al Raby Raiders taking on the Curry Condors. In week four, it's the Amundsen Vikings taking on Foreman at Lane Tech Stadium. Week five, we got a hot one for you. Walter Payton Grizzlies taking on Steinmetz at Lane Tech Stadium. In week number six, it's a battle of two summer series. The back of the yard Bobcats taking on the North Londale Phoenix head on on a Thursday night. That's September 27th. In week seven, it's the Ag Science Cyclone takes on Steinmetz. Good Still Academy. A great time on October the 4th. Come on out and celebrate the homecoming for the Cyclones. Week number eight has the late view Wildcats taking on the Sullivan Tigers. On October the 12th, it'll take place at Winnipeg
3: Stadium and they'll close out the regular season of high school football. It's the Taft Eagles. Coming Tav Tough on October the 18th against the Hubbard Greyhounds. Another Thursday night matchup at Tav High School. Come on out. Support each and every one of these teams in the public league. We want to thank you for sharing another Saturday with us. Before we let you go, there's a few things you want to know. We once again want to give a special thanks to all of our coaches' shout-out guests this week. From Ag Science, Sean Finnan, Al Raby, D'Angelo DeRee, Admission Vikings, Nick Olson, Back of the Yards Wildcats, Seamus Murphy, Hans Bearing Bengals, Brandon Hughes, Lakeview Wildcats, brad hitrick sullivan tigers calvin clark and taff eagles john Charojas, coach t in the house we look forward to talking with all of you again throughout the football season. Now come out today for the great time and support of the Chicago area boys and girls wrestling organization, Beat the Street Wrestling. We'll be hosting a fundraising event called Beers and a Band featuring local legendary band three uncles and a nephew. Beat the Streets Chicago is a nonprofit organization dedicated to improving the lives of Chicago's youth by building character, discipline, and self-esteem through the participation in the great sport of wrestling. If you wish to make a donation or find out more about Beat the Streets Wrestling, visit their website, www.btschicago.org. Again, it takes place two days to go out and support boys and girls wrestling and the beat the street organization if you're a school, coach or organization who is hosting a sports camp or training event that helps Chicago area youth let us know, we want to support your event and all the sports giving it a mention on the show to help get the word out it's a part of our mission statement to keep the kids safe from the streets while learning to become better athletes the H2S2 calling out all Chicago shining stars this upcoming school year. If you're a student athlete, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, we want you to tell us your story, how you excel in the sport that you play in the classroom and in your community. All you have to do is ask your coach or athletic director to send us an email to info at urbanfieldhousemedia.com. All they need to tell us is why they wish to nominate you as our next H2S2 shining star, and you can become our next guest on the best show in Chicago, high school sports we want to thank all of our show partners and segment sponsors who join us to make it possible for us to bring you the best show in Chicago covering high school sports The H2S2, Epiphany Travel and Events David Solomon God City Team, and Life Church, thank you all for joining us throughout the summer young people, here's the quote of the week from Football Hall of Fame great Ronnie Lott says if you can believe it The mind can achieve it. Man, that's something dope for the school year. Check us out on social media, Facebook and Twitter. You can find us at Urban Fieldhouse. Also, like our page, the High School Holler Sports Show on Facebook as well. We appreciate the love. You can always listen to a broadcast of this show along with any other past shows and segments by visiting the Urban Fieldhouse Media website, www.urbanfieldhousemedia.com. You can also subscribe to our iTunes podcast as well as listen to us on SoundCloud. Type in the name Irving Fieldhouse Media and share the H2S2 show with us.
2: Holler at us every Saturday at 12 noon. Remember, God loves you and we do too. Until next week, when we kick off the 2018 high school football season, I'm Stephen Spoon Ramsey saying...
0: Two high school holla.